What is good, everybody? Welcome back once again to another exciting episode of the Split Screen Cynics, your number one place to go and talk about all things video games. The stuff you love about them, the stuff you hate about them, uh, the conspiracy theories that we occasionally fall into, uh, and anything else in between that we happen to, to touch on and just take the ball and run with it. I am one quarter of your hosting quadrilateral. My name is Berto, and I am joined, as always, by three of the coolest people that I have the pleasure of talking video games with. Happy birthday, Shannon. Wow. We're just going to start Spoiler. right in with it. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is my birthday. But for those of you who download the episode later, it'll have already passed. But it's okay. It's we're still ce- we're still celebrating. It's your birthday. We're month. still celebrating. Yeah, just celebrate for the rest of like the eight days in February. Not even four, four days. Have you and been that, so, oh, sorry. Oh no, you you go ahead. You're good. I'm just saying, like, so last year you dodged the COVID birthday, like you had a real one. Um, well, last year I was recovering from ankle surgery, so oh. it wasn't <laughs> even. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, exciting. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, last year I was recovering from ankle surgery, and then this year it's just COVID. I mm-hmm. spent most of my day in lecture, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Was it well, even a happy birthday? Was it a fun mm-hmm. lecture at least? Um, they were short, so I was like, "Thank God, okay. <laughs> they they were very quick and expedient today." So, always a good thing. Unfortunately, that means that there's a bunch of exams, but you know that's fine. It's it's a present, I guess. Happy birthday! Here's an exam. <laughs> yeah, here's a test. Ugh. Good luck. Jesus, give me the COVID. Inst- no, no, no! Don't give me COVID. I'll take an exam any day. Oh. Especially, oh, no. if co- yeah, no. especially if it's a COVID, <laughs> especially no if it's a COVID exam, and then it comes back negative, I'll take that exam. Oh man, there you I'm go. To remember the vocational school in Yakuza, but I can't think of the name of it. But there's a joke there somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody wants to put that together, um, Garrett, we missed you mm. last episode. What happened? You got oh, caught, sorry. You got stuck in that snowstorm. It was like snow, and I ended up having to work late, and just uh, an absolute disaster. And then I sent you guys like a funny, weird gif <laughs> by mistake <laughs> at like one in the morning. That was awesome. Um, it was great. It was like a dog with sunglasses <laughs> who seemed very snarky. Um, but yes, I did miss you guys. Um, again, welcome aboard, Shannon. Sorry I missed that. Um, but I'm excited for this episode because um, I played a tremendous amount of video games, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, otherwise all good. I don't know, just working, you know, COVID and stuff still. So um trying to get a vaccine. I keep calling the same number every day. Brianna picks up and just she's like, All right, Karen. <laughs> <Brianna>. <laughs> like we're on a first name basis now. Um she's like, I don't I don't have any. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll call Wait, her are you are you in the priority um, to get? Because I'm in the food service industry, um, oh. I am I'm allowed to get it. Uh, it's just kind of basically you call a hotline. And it's mm-hmm. like if someone cancels, you can sneak in. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, like it's going to be a month or two. But or you that's can, nice. Um, or you can do what they yeah, did yeah. down in I don't know where in Florida, but the two people who dressed up as like elderly ladies mm-hmm. to try and sneak in. Yeah, maybe you can try. And they got arrested. Didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, um, it didn't. It didn't work out for them. Don't try that. Yeah, maybe an old man would be a better play than an old lady. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's just me. Um, but yes, otherwise, all good. Excited to talk to you guys. Um, how are you doing, Berto? I'm doing uh, great, kind of. Today was a very rough day for me because my son, like I 
kind of alluded to earlier when I mentioned, when I said, hopefully he's not too much of a dick today. He was a heinous dick last night. <laughs> he, he, he's a year and two months, but I feel like for some reason he thought he was only a few months old because he was waking up every two hours last night and it was absolutely terrible. Wow. So that stinks, I, dude. I woke up today and I was like dead to the world. I needed all the coffee to get me through my day. Uh, but now I'm here with you guys and talking about video games, and that gives me life along with this Juice Bomb IPA. Not a sponsored stream. Little Sloop. Got a Sloop wow. sponsor. That would be amazing if they sponsored us. Sloop, get at us. We like your beer. They have you an NBA have a- Jam arcade in their brewery. Um, and therefore, we would record the oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Sloop. Come on. Look Shannon, at the, you wouldn't mind traveling like, you know, like a three-hour oh flight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's a col- way long. Sloop, the collaboration is right here. We'll stream right from the brewery. We'll, we'll do our episode right there live. We'll play some NBA Jam. This writes itself. Get at us. You can pay us in beer. You guys should do a what you drinking segment. <laughs> Oh, there you go. We actually, uh, you the gamers had that. We, I, we wrote a couple articles for that. I think yeah. it wasn't much a drink. I forget what it was called. But, it was like um, games and games and beer. You were like partner mm-hmm. pairing games with a beer. I, think. I mean, oh, that that's was my clever. Whole, that was my my whole thing. Uh, but then it kind of turned into that. Like, I guess I did the first one and set the example. Okay, the weekly buzz. Thank you, Al. Oh, uh, yes. g- give me a pairing. Give me a pairing. Uh, I think I did like for Rocket League. I did like a lime season. Uh, Gosa maybe because it was like fun and energetic or something. Wow, <laughs> yeah. fun and I energetic. Gonna, exactly what two, I want. I was going to like do some sort of like hate fueled. Like, I was about drink. to say it's got to be um, the most bitter drink you could think of. Yeah, like, think uh, of a beer. Al you remembers. Hate. Al wrote one. I think you wrote one or two, didn't you, Al? Um, but yeah, that was fun. Think um, of a beer you sorry, hate Tim. and you will still drink, and then that's for for Dota. Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Which is like uh, Keystone Light. I think. What's but, Tim? What's Tim. the what's the Dota beer? Uh, I, I feel like it wouldn't be beer. It'd be like Mongolian milk tea or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's rough. Okay. I can't yeah, picture I, that. I don't Sounds... think I would do. I would be good at beer pairings, but um, but yes. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm here. Um, <laughs> I actually went snowboarding this weekend, which was Whoa. interesting for me for two reasons. Mm. One being that I haven't snowboarded in like ten years, um, mm. and two. Being it was like my first time outside in a while, like actually outside, um, and it was interesting. Um, I'm still sore. Uh, I'm my age is very apparent now, but uh, definitely worth it. I had to sign. I had to get tickets like a month in advance. There's like a completely sold out thing. I the mountain I went to was like two hours away. It was a whole ordeal, but I'd say it was worth it overall. Mm-hmm. Um, nice change of pace. Um, so. Did that it come was, back to you? Was it like riding a bike or was it kind of? Uh, it was a little bit rough at first, partially because my board hasn't been used in 10 years and mm. I needed to get it tuned up a little bit, but they had like a place I could tune it up on the mountain, which was nice. But um, overall, I'd say um, it was like my first time snowboarding, like accelerated because I had to like relearn everything a little bit, oh, but, mm. but a lot better. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, just same old stuff um trying to think of beer pairings with games but coming up empty <laughs> i don't know i'm thinking for for dota like a shot of bacardi gold 
Bacardi Gold? What is that like? It's, particularly, it's, it's you can not, get way worse than that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you can. You, if you want to, like, go bottom of the barrel, get like a plastic handle of Mister Boston vodka. That's terrible. You would have to drink like the whole <laughs> or, handle. And then... You could do Dota two, a bottle of old man's piss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just drink Just a whole bottle of vodka, ex- then talk about politics hatred. for two hours. And then, and then, <laughs> then play take a scoop of pre-workout and just put it in your mouth. <laughs> you know, I never used to believe that whole pre-workout crap, but back before my son was born and I had time to go to the gym and I had, hmm. I got a can of this like pre-workout stuff and I drank it. And then 10 minutes later, my entire bodily body was tingling. And I'm like, I don't like how this feels right now. And people oh. do this on the regular when they go to the gym. I'm like, your heart is going to explode, sir. <laughs> well, all right. I, I don't know. I've gone to a gym once, uh, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, well, now imagine that feeling. The gym. You just didn't like the gym, not the. Yeah, I didn't workout. lift anything. Or anything. Now, imagine that okay. feeling yes, with pre-workout, where you feel like you can hear colors, and you're like, I don't. This is not natural. <laughs> I'll take the pre-workout and play video games. How about that? Yeah, that sounds. Oh, that could be the even... pairing. It sounds even worse. I don't know. Oh, your, I hate this feeling right now. Fingers, your fingers are tingling and not in a good way. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't recommend it. Hmm. Don't don't do pre workout people. Well, you heard it here first. Um. Should, oh, should we talk about video games? <laughs> I guess at some point we could talk about video games. <laughs> we are your split screen cynics. We're the number one place to listen to all things video games. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, you can listen to us on your Apple Watch, on your Alexa. We're on there too. I get the stats. We have some people mm. who have downloaded us on Apple on their uh, Apple Watch. So thank wow. you, people. For wow. we have listeners in France. <laughs> Somebody it's downloaded the podcast that. in Brisbane, Australia. So bonjour, good on you, mate. <laughs> I feel like the timing of that bonjour. <laughs> All these Aussies are like, what? what? How many cultures can we offend yeah. in this one segment? I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. You guys are familiar with time zones. <laughs> we've uh, we've just lost our our two listeners. <laughs> we've lost our listener in France and a listener in Brisbane. So <laughs> it's actually the same person just traveling. <laughs> they're just using a uh, they're just using an IP masker. Did you say Australia? Like it's a the Coriolis Things spin differently. It'll be fine. <laughs> it works. Everything goes counterclockwise. I don't know how that works uh, with which... accents, but okay. Garrett, you've been mm. playing a lot of video games, uh, I presume, oh. since we since we last caught up on the podcast. What have you been yeah. playing? So, um, well, for those of you that don't know, uh, Game Club's this week. So, uh, obviously, Yakuza Like a Dragon. We'll talk about that in segment three. Um, I played this little indie game. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's either Noida or Noida. Um, I think I mentioned it like... 10 podcasts back that I picked it up on a um, either humble bundle or steam sale or something. Um, But it's basically like a roguelike where you're a little wizard uh, and you get a wand and then it's a 2d kind of like randomized uh, dungeon that you're kind of crawling through. It's kind of like a cave, I guess, and kind of mix like Terraria Minecraft, um, not with any of the crafting but like basically every pixel on the screen is um, a part of the physics engine. Okay. So if you shoot a fire wand and it hits a bunch of oil, 
all that oil lights up and then burns everything. Um, so if you ever played like, I think it was called like sandbox simulator. It was like for Microsoft uh, Explorer back in the day on flash. Like, I don't know how to explain it, um, but all the particles work. So, you know, water will spill um, things will light on fire, things explode, etc. Um, which is kind of like the the main kind of charm of the game because mm-hmm. shit goes crazy. Um, and then you just find wands and they have random effects and then you can build wands. And then you okay. basically like progress through like the cave. You get to the next level, you get to pick like uh, a perk uh, and then maybe customize your own wand. So it's kind of like a very binding of Isaac in that sense where it's like you get to the next level um, and then you have like a chance to recuperate and kind of maybe build your guy up um but i actually played a tremendous amount of it i think i played like 15 to 20 hours um it was actually completely impeding yakuza uh i mean there's a reason for that i'll kind (laughs) of speak about it later um but it's a really addicting little kind of roguelike um i definitely like those type of games um and it's just so much fun to play it's kind of weird until you play it to explain it exactly because it seems very basic, um, but the wand combinations you can make are, like, insane. Like, stuff just goes absolutely uh, nuts with those. Um, as, like, an example, like, you know, you start with a wand, it shoots three things. Uh, you can eventually get a wand that, like, summons a black hole that's shooting, like, 80 things in the Jesus. black hole that then explodes if you touch it <laughs> and you die instantly. So um, it's kind of crazy. It's fun, though. I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, I think it just came out of Early Access earlier this year. Um so when I first got it, it was early access, and I I was kind of waiting for the release because um, I don't love early access because I feel like I always start them and never finish them. So Noida, Noida, um, fun game. I'm still kind of playing it, uh, but then Yakuza sidetracked me on that game. So, um, but yeah. And how did you what... hear about that game, Noida? Um, I think I saw it like I'm trying to think of where I first saw it, but I remember when it was in like. I think even before early access, I saw it posted somewhere as like, it was probably on Reddit or something. And I think the guy creating it was like, check out this game. It's like the sandbox element um, and sandbox meaning like the particles and stuff. Um, and I think he released like a demo or something. So I think I tinkered around with that. and was like, this could be interesting. And it was in my head for a long time. Um, and then I saw it on like a steam sale or something and picked it up. But Oh, um, okay. I was just yeah. curious. I've never yeah. heard of this. Definitely so. like a super indie game. I think, I would guess it's one dude. I can't actually, I didn't look that up. I probably should have, um, but I would say like worth picking up. Uh, it's pretty cheap. It's a lot of fun to tinker around in. There is a steep learning curve as with most roguelikes where it's like the first five hours is you stumbling through the first level. Um, and then you slowly have to apply knowledge of little secrets and stuff. Um, as an instance, like when you kill things with your wand, they drop like one gold piece. But if you kill them with like, uh any sort of other outside object so if you like throw uh or kick like a can at them and it kills them it's double the gold so like you slowly learn those little kind of things piece them together and try to make big runs happen um which is kind of what i like about roguelikes i like that kind of iterative like knowledge that is slowly increasing your abilities um Mm. yeah worth checking out pretty cheap fun little indie game uh i will not say like i don't think there's a story uh, at least I haven't found any yet. Um, and just kind of fun to, to play around and tinker with because the, the environmental effects and stuff are a lot of fun. But like very, very two-bit like, like or eight-bit kind of inspired art. Like it's not 
not the fanciest looking game. However, apparently the physics engine can destroy computers like uh, oh. if you blow stuff up. So I think you actually do need a decent computer to run it um, just because of how many things are uh, interacting with the physics engine. Interesting. I looked up Noita real quick and just to see like it, it's like a studio based in Finland. Um, okay. Apparently this uh, Noita was a finalist nominee in three categories in the 2019 Independent Games Festival. So mm. got some got some pedigree there where they uh, you know they, they're making a name for themselves in the games festival as a finalist in three different categories. So um, and it was released October of last year. And you're saying it just came out of early access earlier this year. I want to say that, but I, I, time is uh, weird right now with COVID. Time so is a flat I, it circle. Been, it could have been 10 years ago. I honestly don't know uh, what day it is. So, yes, go pick it up. It's worth playing if you like roguelites. All right. Anybody else been playing anything interesting other than Yakuza? Shan, uh, what have you been up to? Me uh, or Tim? Or whoever, whoever. Tim I, started talking. Tim. I'll let Tim go. Tim. Tim. Okay. I've I did it's get a chance to, to play some things. Um. So there's this game that everyone's been talking about that uh, it's gotten a lot of attention. It's called Valheim. Mm. Um. It's yes. it's uh I think it's still in early access. Um. I got a chance to play it. It's basically like a a one of those multiplayer survival games, a la like forest or even rust. you could you could yeah mm -hmm. rust or like you could even say like terraria or something like that um where you know you have to manage uh your like shelter and food and um all details like that um but it also has kind of like a like a boss fighting element to it i mean i guess terraria has that too but it it, it all kind of rests on this viking theme it's it's kind of, it's kind of like norse backdrop to it and it has kind of a cool progression system where you have all these different stats that just level up the more you use them like if you jump a lot like you'll just slowly be able to jump higher and higher same with hmm. running um, <laughs> you'll be able to run faster Is there, the, i assume there's a ceiling or can you eventually jump like a million i don't years? know i, I can't oh, say <laughs> okay um but uh it's it's it has like a cool system like that you know uh uh, I, I have, like, I guess mixed feelings about this genre of game. I'm not the most into survival games because I get kind of bored. Just like, okay, now we got to hunt and get some more food and then upgrade my my base and things like that. It, it has, like, fun aspects of it, but I, I get a little bit bored um, when, you know, like, well, uh, five minutes, the day's over, time to go to bed. Like, like oh, I don't another know, day like, I didn't die. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But um, it's definitely has some interesting stuff, and the boss fights are uh, like I, I've only done two of them so far. But um, the difference between the first one and the second one was like interesting enough to make me curious about what the rest of them are like. And can I ask, just like third person, first person, what kind third of... person? Um, okay. And it's up to ten players in a server, I believe. All right. Everything is like I'm trying to think of an equivalent. It's like, like what's the, like the combat like? Is there like a, a game you could? Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to figure out like what makes it unique because I've seen a lot of this on Twitch and I'm just like, what makes this any different than any of those other survival games? Because like you, it's not really a genre I tend to gravitate towards at all. Um, I think what makes it 
different is the progression system involving the bosses. Essentially, um, I think there's I think there's only four bosses so far, so I, it's not that much you'd think. But again, it takes you kind of a while to like get to the point where you can fight a boss. Mm -hmm. But the boss fights themselves are kind of they're reminiscent of like an MMO a little bit. Hmm. Um, okay. There's no like specs or anything. You're not like a, a class. Like everyone's the same. But kind of like kinda... phases and AOE and stuff like that. Yeah. Things you gotta dodge. Okay. Um. So there, there's some interesting stuff there. But uh, but yeah. Uh, it's I am probably gonna keep playing it a little bit more. Um, but I, I again, it's not really my cup of tea, per se, and uh, and it's. I, I think a lot of it's carried just by like it, it looks pretty nice. I like the art style. The, the graphics aren't like crazy good or anything, but it's it it's just kind of I I do like the aesthetic of it, mm -hmm. um, and I think it works. Um, it's kind of a refreshing break from like the standard looking game that you'll see these days. So well, I know Al wants to play it, so we might end up playing this weekend if you want to play some yeah. more, Tim. I don't know. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Um, if you're into it i'm definitely down but uh but yes i got a chance to play that that was cool um i did also uh my friend was in town um and so i, I was playing some old older games on switch um i got a chance to play golf story for the, finally i've been meaning to play it forever <laughs> but if any of you are interested that game's amazing um, golf i've heard story? really really good things yes, about it i've um i've only ever heard of it through like other podcasts and other people telling me that they're playing it and they're like i can't stop playing this game is uh, it is it kind of like the mario tennis game boy game where you like build there it? there was a mario golf game boy game as well okay. and it is very similar in the way it works because that game was okay. amazing um i think this is the best golf game i've played since that game oh wow um, <laughs> high praise that includes we sports resort golf that we played live dude at my yes. house okay it's cool yeah. no I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say it's better than we sports resort basketball but it's mm. better than we sports resort golf um <laughs> but it it's you know it's got a, a really cool like like very varied gameplay like you'd think it wouldn't be considering it's golf but like it's it's very you know doesn't take itself seriously and it's actually legitimately pretty funny like a lot mm. of a lot of good humor in that game and uh just really good I'm, I'm glad i finally started playing it so that that was great and i played a little bit of um what's it called the super mario 3d land and bowser's fury game Mm. Um, I didn't get a chance to get to Bowser's Fury, so I was basically just playing Super Mario 3D Land again, which I hadn't played since the Wii U days, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, it was more fun than I remembered it being. It was it was nice to just kind of run around and collect stars and stuff. So definitely some older games, really, that I got to aside from Valheim. But yes, I, I did play some Yakuza as well. Mm. So um, that's what I got to, but. After I rudely cut you off, Shannon, would you like to tell us what you played? Uh -oh. <laughs> yeah. You did not rudely cut me off, but yes, yes, I will tell you. <laughs> um, I've been playing Super Mario Sunshine um, because, as I've mentioned on this show uh, many a times, I have a bone to pick with that game. Mm. Um, I just oh, never. Wait, so you and Berto have bones to pick with that game? Well, not oh. not a bad bone to pick. Like oh, okay. it's it's mostly just I want to 
complete the game. I got this game on the GameCube and it was like one of my one of the few like GameCube games that I had. Um and it I had never played a Mario game before as a kid and I was like what the fuck is happening? I was dicking around most of the time and I just never really touched it since. And I had very fond memories with it, but you know, I was just playing it like a kid, like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I'm just gonna exhaust as many options as I can until I can't and I have to be forced to like do story shit. <laughs> and then I'm gonna drop it. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I've told myself ever since then that I was gonna beat it. Because I don't know if you guys ever have that feeling, if you've ever had a game that, you know, you, you might have rage quit or you, you stopped playing after a while and you're just like, you know what, I need to go back and finish it for my sake, you know, for completionist sake. And that's me with Super Mario Sunshine. <sighs> with that being said, <laughs> man, it looks nice. It looks great. I love the way it looks. I love the setting. I think it's awesome. I love the voice acting. I think it's awesome. It's just got like these really awesome feel good vibes. Um, however, and it pains me to say this, some of those flood controls are really clunky. Mm. Um, <laughs> the game is a lot clunkier than I remember. And there was a lot of frustration. Um, this past weekend <laughs> with the game um not street fighter levels of frustration i didn't throw a controller or anything <laughs> so i'm pretty proud however uh wow those controls are rough they are a little rough i'm not gonna lie and you would think that they would optimize them or fix them um as part of their you know port or whatever you want to call it and no it it's really not changed <laughs> just deal with the product as it's given to you um but what else is new it's nintendo that's kind of how they treat us <laughs> like garbage and we eat it oh yeah <laughs> so we eat it all up but yeah that's super mario sunshine and this comes as no surprise to anyone uh, but I've been playing more Resident Evil because I fucking hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I played through and finished Resident Evil 7, which I had never played before. And holy shit, now I understand why everyone is excited for 8. Kind of why people were excited about vr and things like that um at the time of its release the game released i want to say in 2016 that sounds okay it's like three um, or four years ago i want to yeah, say yeah it's i i remember looking it up resident evil 7 come on give me the answer 2017 Okay. okay, whatever. You're in the same. I, I feel like that's a technical a technicality. It was we'll probably, it you. you know, <laughs> 2020 didn't count. We're just mixing that <laughs> anyway. So, but that's what uh, Google says. So we'll go with that. Either way, for a game that came out that released in 2017, 2016, um, it looks great. It runs great, and it's so good at building tension 
the whole time. Um, I will say that the front half of the game is significantly better than the back half of the game. 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. After, yeah, after a certain point, it kind of feels like a little bit of a slog. However, I was so happy going through all of it. I think the only part that I felt like maybe genuine frustration or not frustration, but I was just kind of like, this is okay. This is getting to be a bit much was after the final time you fight Jack, who is the patriarch of the family. And now you're on your way to go meet up with the girls and decide Mm -hmm. who gets the serum. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is the finale. I gave it to fucking Mia, fuck that bitch, but I gave it to her anyway because it's Ethan's wife, and okay, that's the whole I, I, reason I he's out the there. Names and I was like, okay, who's which one was that? Mia's okay. the yeah. psycho yeah. bitch. <laughs> that's fucking to be savvy. fair, that, can I butt in that <laughs> yes, decision yes. that you get to make then is like, oh, do you want to give the serum to like the wife of the character who you've known the whole game who like was a little mean to you? Or like some random woman you just yes, met. It was, yes, yeah. was like, yes, why yes. would I give it to that random woman? So, <laughs> I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I was considering it. <laughs> I got to that choice in the game. And I was like, I was in the middle of eating french fries, bro. It was, I was like, are you kidding me? I have to make a decision right now. What is this? Telltale Games? <laughs> um, and it was between these two bitches, right? Uh, I got bitches, you know? Uh, as Ethan, even though he's like literally Frankenstein being pieced together. Um, And I was like, you know, I know that I came out here for my wife, for Mia, but she was really, really mean to me. And I have (laughs) no motivation. I have no compulsion to try and save her. You know, like I, I was at that point, I was like, I'm done with this family. I'm done with this house. Fuck both of y'all. I'm going to inject it to myself. I'm not going <laughs> to give this to any ladies. Um, and I was about to give it to Zoe real close just because Mia was so, <laughs> so evil and so mean she to does, Ethan. She like, stab you. And it's her fault. It's her <laughs> yeah. fault. She does a lot of stuff to mess you up. Not only that, but she kind of brings you out to this crazy Louisiana backwater swamp. Because she decided to lie to you about this top secret experiment that she was working on that has literally turned a child into a bioweapon. So fuck her. (laughs) But I saved her. I saved her because my chat was like, you should save her. It's the better option. You're going to get the better ending. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, Honestly, that decision reminds me a lot of the permadeath in hellblade in that it's a facade it's kind of like a mirage Mm -hmm. the decision um ultimately seems pretty irrelevant because the end of zoe dlc exists which i played through i played through all of the resident evil 7 dlc um because i didn't realize that it had so much um there's some there was dlc yes and there's a there is a free like uh i want to say three or four hour dlc uh where you play as chris redfield and you pick up oh. right after the events of you know resident evil him, 7 him jumping out of the helicopter or whatever yeah like <laughs> pretty much like an hour or two right after that which i found super interesting and it's free it's free yeah. content and um i really just enjoyed playing resident evil 7 so much that i was okay with 
playing more DLC. There's a very, very interesting one. Uh, it's the End of Zoe DLC. You don't have any weapons except your bare fists. <laughs> and you play as the uncle of the family. And you basically realize that your family is kind of fucked up. You go out to go visit them and you realize that they're all missing or in trouble. So now you're on your way to go find Zoe and you're just punching zombies in the face <laughs> and <laughs> throwing spears at alligators. He's like eating bugs. It is. <laughs> yes. Right. It is so. Not, like I've never even heard of being DLC for Resident Evil 7. That's really yeah, weird. There's honestly. a oh. lot of it. I was stunned. And on the complete opposite spectrum of Resident Evil 7, I've been playing Resident Evil 1 Remake. Mm. And it's been a very interesting experience for me because, as you all know, I've been playing Resident Evil incredibly out of order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Just kind of, I started with Resident Evil 2 Remake. You know, I've played 3 Remake. I played 4, 5, 6. And then I went to Revelations and then I went to 7. And now I'm at 1. Like, I've, I've kind of jumped all over the place. And... Honestly, I feel like it's helped me understand the series a bit better than if I had just played it from one to seven. Uh, And I know that sounds really bizarre, and I promise it'll make sense. (laughs) This this all sounds like that crazy Star Wars, like, you need to watch the movies in, like, this order, and instead of, like... I was was talking to somebody about that recently. Yeah, instead of watching it... This is my tinfoil hat, yeah. Instead of watching it in, like, four, five, (laughs) six, one, two, three, they're like, if you watch, if you start with four, and then go to two, and then end with seven, and then jump back to two, this sounds like that kind of way to play the resident evil series yeah so uh, the reason why i suggest this is because for me personally resident evil was a very inaccessible series a because i i was a kid right a lot of people who had gotten into resident evil who are around our age were either kids or teenagers um who wanted a challenging experience it was something different Mm -hmm. you know that's usually people's introduction I was too young. I was too scared. I was like, I'm not fucking doing anything with zombies. I'm going to go play fucking Super Mario Sunshine. (laughs) You know, I'm going to play Super Smash. I was a Nintendo girl for a while. Um, And so I just didn't want to get into the series. I was like, either it's too scary or it's too hard. And then I tried again with five. um, But no one played with me. So I didn't have a co-op experience and I couldn't get past the first level. Five without co-ops really rough too to be honest i um i couldn't get past the first section and i was so frustrated with it that i quit so it wasn't until resident evil 2 remake which is almost like baby's resident evil especially after playing resident evil 1 remake resident evil 2 remake is so much easier and i just think back to when i started playing that game and i was like oh my god this game is so hard the zombies aren't dying this map is huge i'm so overwhelmed and now there's this big guy chasing me around and i don't know what to do and man baby game baby's first (laughs) baby's first resident evil Plus, you got the sexy young Leon and the updated character models. It's so easy to get into the series with RE2 Make. 
so and easy. The, yeah. the you updated get, engine and the the shooting oh, and everything is a lot. The more Resident Evil so engine oh, yeah. is so beautiful, yeah. bro. I wouldn't say it's, it's better. Hold on, Berto. Let's not. Let's not. It's not. I just think it's beautiful. Um, I think the Resident Evil engine is beautiful, especially in Resident Evil Seven. I know that there's a lot of like VR gimmicks and stuff, but man, that game is crispy. It looks good. I was let, surprised. Uh, eight looks phenomenal too. Um, yeah. If anything, that the RE engine looks fantastic. So the Resident um, Evil engine has obviously been proving its you know worth and salt because also Resident Evil Two remake and Resident Evil Three remake as third person action games are some of the best looking third person action yeah. horror whatever action third person action games that I've seen in a hot minute. Like the character models look fantastic but baby's resident evil and then homegirl went straight to four because i was like i like leon kennedy let's keep going with leon <laughs> kennedy and then that's when my life changed forever <laughs> and i was immediately drawn and here's the interesting part because then resident evil 4 shapes the gameplay in five six mm-hmm. you know revelations the spin-off series you know obviously resident evil starts to take a very um i i call it like um their version of like an american blockbuster it's like a japanese Mm. avant-garde take of like a fast and furious put in you know zombie settings it does you uh, know it's very it's, actiony. Yes, it's <laughs> actiony. It's over the top. Leon makes jokes about being American. It's very self-aware, um, and it's easy to kind of shit on that because you know, oh, Resident Evil. It's about zombies. It's supposed to be serious. But me, having started at two, I was like, I don't give a shit. You know, there's jokes <laughs> in Resident Evil Two. Like literally, a dude gets eaten and torn in half and leon looks at him and he's like you're gonna be okay like no himbo no himbo baby boy he is not gonna be okay he's literally torn in half but it's that kind of funny charm and humor about it that makes resident evil kind of special so you know you get the four action shit with four five six and then we go to seven and seven is completely different but you still get like the mainline Resident Evil things, right? So inventory management, which was a big part in earlier Resident Evil games and later on. And then you also have, um, excuse me, I was about to burp. <laughs> I'm just so excited. I'm just so overwhelmed with feelings. <laughs> oh, um, you also get large sprawling maps, you know, like you, you start tying would, things back to earlier resident evil right resident things evil that, seven to me was like a, almost uh in a weird way a roundabout return to form yes in resident it's, evil this one, perf- it's, it's this really awesome evolution of returning to form but also evolving the medium because they started to realize that they were pigeonholing themselves with action game after action game after action game i think after you know the critical flop that was six they had to reevaluate what they were doing and they really hit the nail on the head with seven because going back now and finishing all of this with resident evil one remake just to kind of see where it all started holy fucking shit this game is so hard it is so hard 
it fucking hates you. The game, <laughs> Capcom literally looks at you and says, hey, you want to buy our product? Thank you for giving us your money. <laughs> You're going to hate yourself for the next fucking 30 hours. Enjoy, bitch. And then they, <laughs> you know, and then they deuces on you. It's just, it's so I, hard, did, but it's so worth Jill it. you or is Chris? I started I with Jill. Okay. I started with Jill because I feel like that's the way you're supposed to start. It, it, it is yeah. uh, essentially it's well, I, some people disagree on this, but I think Jill is considered the easier mode. Am I right on that, Tim? Tim's like a, I would, I would agree. It's, it's okay. It's uh, I mean, yeah, I, there are a lot of differences that kind of like happen along the, the course of the game. And Jill generally is a bit easier. Without yeah. Spoiling I mean, too much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't been spoiled at all. I've never seen anything about Resident Evil 1, about Resident Evil 1 Remake. All I know is that there's a line that says, you were almost a Jill sandwich. With oh, Barry. Like that. And I cannot wait for that because <laughs> that I've known about this they, quote. They changed the voice lines, I think, in the remake. If that's not... No! If the original... The original Resident Evil has some of the corniest dialogue. Oh, it dialogue. is such it is like the it. corniest dialogue ever. Like if you haven't seen it, Shan, go go look at the original Resident Evil intro because it is <laughs> it's live action. Uh, and it's <laughs> I forgot it's that it's live action. It's so fucking outrageous. Oh, oh man, I forgot about that. It's it's kind of funny though because like Resident Evil. Um, I think me and Tim like had a uh, uh, early friendship bonding over the uh, Resident Evil remake. For GameCube when that Aww, came out. Um, full circle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was like, Tim, do you want to go to Best Buy, buy Resident Evil Remake, and sleep, like stay at my house until you beat it? <laughs> until we beat, we beat it. it. Like, yes. um, is that am I accurate on that, Tim? I think that, that sounds the, sounds sounds about the point. Accurate, yeah. um, about and that was actually my first like I had rented the Resident Evil version for N64 because like yourself, uh, I was all Nintendo for a while, so I I never had access to PlayStation. And me and my brother like tried to play the N64 version and it was too scary. <laughs> so it's just um, so difficult in those yeah. tank controls. Like God bless for the remake because they they the tank the the fixed camera angles still exist, which really fucks me up sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, but once you get used to it, it's not too bad. But it's the tank controls. And at first I was playing mouse and keyboard and I was like, man. Fuck this! I have an oh, analog. Yeah, I have an Good analog Lord. stick right true next Yakuza. to me. <laughs> <Use a game laughs> true Yakuza. True Yakuza. As exactly. the game will tell you. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I Resident Evil One is really difficult, mm -hmm. but you really start to understand the foundations that ultimately led up to the pinnacle of the series, which, in my opinion, is four. <laughs> And and subsequently, how it's affected every game after that. And I mean, I appreciate it for sure. I have like a newfound appreciation for this game. And I'm glad that I played one last because mm. it is the most taxing. It's I mean, you have your ink ribbons to save, which I, I, I'll play difficult games. Don't get it twisted. But when you're when you're stuck in that game, you are stuck. They really don't give you anything. They're just like, here's a basic map. Here's your first save station. Not even a box. Here's your fucking first save station and <laughs> figure it out. 
Oh, yeah. You know, so then you start to realize, okay, these doors are locked here and these doors are locked here. And and the remake has this element where the zombies don't die, which a lot of people in my in my chat were super surprised about because they had all played the original. And they're like, mm -hmm. why are these zombies back? And I'm like, I yeah. don't know. I don't the know why they're heads back. Are very they're intense. Um, what's funny is like, so when I played it with Tim, Tim had some knowledge of the game. Uh and not like I don't think you remembered like all of the puzzles and stuff, but I remember Tim being like, you know, you don't want to waste ammo. Like you gotta like dodge the zombies, and yeah. that is so massive in that game mm. to not waste yes. ammo because the game just doesn't fucking give you what you need for a very long for time. A very very long time, and, and then we, you'll find like, stuff and zombies. then you can't hold it. <laughs> we named zombies because we would see them so often. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh hey, it's a uh, you know it's it's marathon. There was there's one room where there's like a big loop. Yes. And this track star zombie or whatever and, then, yeah. and that's why i'm thankful that i started with resident evil 2 remake because that introduced me to that concept of zombies not probably dying and having to maybe dodge them because yeah. my first inclination in a third person survival horror game is to want to kill everything that is before me because why the fuck would i want to leave that obstacle there right but resident evil forces you to kind of change your perspective in regards to how you're going to approach situations mm. um so i'm i'm <laughs> i'm saying maybe don't play the series in order if you're afraid <laughs> just just play the series where you want to start it because the story will all come together and Except especially please don't play six yeah, yeah don't play six <laughs> maybe maybe watch uh -huh. a cutscene thing of six man mm. that was really the Not worst present <laughs> that was that was so i really think about that and i think about how upset i was playing through it i still haven't finished the other campaigns it just it feels like such a cheap resident evil you know everything yeah, that you they, know and love it, but like it budget is. that was them like they had to bottom out before they <laughs> returned to form yeah they, uh, they had to, form, they had to hit God. rock bottom before they could finally yeah. come back yeah. like, hey maybe we should do something different well, you know yeah. what? Thank God that they did because I am so excited for Resident Evil 8 now. Like, I genuinely was not looking forward to it. I was like, why is everyone so excited? I was like low-key offended that there's a lot of these homages to 4 yeah. and there's still no 4 remake announcement. <laughs> you know, so I was being salty because 8 I... does look pretty dope. I'm, I'm interested. But 8 in looks so great Although, like, now. Gigantic woman like stole the show on, uh, <laughs> on the well, internet yeah. or whatever. But... Yeah. She's like 9 but... foot tall or 8 foot 6 or however Honestly, tall she is. Yeah, I think weird. what makes it so exciting for me is just to see where they're going to go story wise. After playing the DLC and understanding how Chris is working there, why he's there, how he's now close to Ethan because now Ethan, you you find out in one of the DLCs that Ethan has Chris's direct line. It's like it's just super interesting. Um, I fucking love Resident Evil lore. I'm so excited for Resident Evil Eight, and that's my spiel. Yeah. <laughs> when does that come? When is that coming? That's not coming May. out soon, right? May. Oh, that's, May of that's this like year. not that far away. Oh, cool. All right, I'm into it. It oh, looks yeah. it looks pretty dope. It kind of. Weirdly enough, I was thinking like the setting was almost like Wolf, uh, not Wolfenstein, uh, Castlevania-ish. Um, 
because like there, I don't know, there's like vampire ladies and like castles and stuff. It was um, so European, and as soon as it was announced, and I saw the European setting, I was like, "This is such a callback to four because I had just played yeah, it, definitely. and you're in Europe. Surprise, yeah. surprise." <laughs> the uh, the initial level actually looks like a hundred, like it's yes, just like the, the castle. The yeah, yeah. Um, which is the beginning of the four? I think was my favorite part of that game. Although I love the mercenaries mode, so. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We could talk all day about the because four is like <laughs> to me the beginning of the end for Resident Evil. Um, like I love the game, but I hated everything that it it they ran with after that. Um, but it is a phenomenal game, so you never know. Shannon is going to uh, so she's going to write the definitive re uh, timeline and the way you should play the game. So look out for that soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Shannon, did you also want to announce Game Club? Yeah, you're, yes, you're yes. First this, one? Yes, this will be my first game club, and I was very, very stressed. So <laughs> I chose Super Mario Sunshine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did fuck, not choose Super fuck. Mario Sunshine. Damn it. I chose Soma, Soma. by um, the same creators, developers who made Amnesia, a machine full of pigs and all that stuff. Um, it's been sitting in my library for a while. I've been recommended this game several times, and I'm actually really excited to see what kind of uh, conversation this spurs, because this is my first time playing it. Um, and I think it's a couple of you's um, maybe second time or maybe your first time. I don't know. It'll be cool, though. And uh, just in case you don't know what the game club is, it's basically a book club for video games. So we're all going to play Soma and then we're going to talk about it. My guess is the next podcast would be a good time just because I think it's a relatively short game because uh, I have played it. Um, but either the next podcast or the one after that, uh, we will talk about it. So if you want to play along or if you have played, join us on you know Twitch uh, and you can be featured on the podcast. We'll shout you out and say what you want to say about it. Um, so similar to how this episode is Yakuza. So. Excellent choice. I did love that game, so I'm excited to replay it, certainly. Spoilers for next episode. Jeez. Three spoilers. <laughs> what does that mean, Tim? Well, I don't need so to tune into next episode to find out what Garrett's opinion is of this game. Oh, well, I did love it. It could, it could, change. could change. It could be I a witness it. moment. I, I fucking hated the witness the first time. <laughs> it changed on the on the second, so um, it could change. Certainly. What about Ghost Runner? Have um, you played that again, or do you still hate it? Ghost Runner? I'm oh. thinking about picking Ghost Runner again for the game club. <laughs> <laughs> of becoming a professional speedrunner in Ghost Runner. Because, you know, they made the game for speedrunning or, or whatever they said. Um, yeah, whatever yeah, that Tim. Tim's, we get to hold that over Tim's head until the next uh, Cynics Awards. So. <laughs> until, uh, until the new uh, Worst Game Club <laughs> game gets announced at the end of the year. Yeah, um, and now that we have that, there's a lot of pressure. You are right, Shannon. There's pressure on you, the choices. Do, yeah. do you want to be the the worst game of the year? <laughs> yes. Do I yeah. want to re- recommend the shit yeah. game? <laughs> that you want that coveted best game of the year, which I think I have two years running. So you're welcome. I don't. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Look at King in the Castle. King in the Castle. I have the best <laughs> game. <laughs> Before I go and talk about something that I think is hilarious that happened at BlizzCon. I haven't really been playing much, unfortunately, outside of Yakuza, whatever like free time I have, I've been dedicating to Yakuza, but I have found some time here and there to fire up something else. I played some more Cyber Shadow because I want to beat that mm-hmm. game. I have a uh, Stockholm Syndrome developing with that game in that it the game hates me. 
but I still <laughs> and it's it's just beating me down, and I'm like I've advanced enough where I've gotten all the abilities. Berto, quickly remind me because yes. I get them confused. Is Cyber Shadow the Hotline Miami one or the SNES inspired kind of platformer? The SNES inspired platformer that we saw when we went to the um, uh, who who's the developer that makes uh. Yacht Yacht Club Games, Yacht Club Games publishes. Yes, okay, yeah, got and, it. yeah. So, um, I get, there's a few Cyber Ninja ones that I get confused. Yeah, yeah. This one, uh, yeah, no, this one is the SNES like side-scrolling platformer, a la Ninja Gaiden. Okay, got it. That game hates me and it wants to beat me down, but I refuse to let it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to beat that game eventually, and I've gotten to the point where I've got all the power-ups already, so I feel like mm. I'm getting close to the end of the game. At some point, I will beat it, so I will report back when I get there. Uh, my latest stint on that game had me replaying the same section maybe like 25, 30 minutes, just trying to get past it and get to like uh, a checkpoint. Uh, that's the one thing that I do enjoy about Cyber Shadow is that as punishing as the game is, it does reward you with checkpoints, so it doesn't make you start entirely from the beginning of the level because if that was the case, I would not pick it back up. I also recently started playing... 30xx because it released in early access uh about la last week and that was another game that i played uh at pax east last year last year oh god it was last year uh at pax yeah. east last year and it's the basically the... this time last year oh god like, yeah yeah jesus nobody was wearing masks <laughs> it was weird <laughs> no i gotta go back and listen to that podcast where we were like oh people are so worried about this virus and they're <laughs> yeah. like yeah we're sh and we we're shitting on them <laughs> little do we know and that aged poorly. Oh, it oh, aged yeah. terribly. <laughs> terrible, terrible take by the cynics in that one. 30XX is the sequel to 20XX, which is a uh, spiritual successor to like Mega Man. This one a little bit more in the vein of Mega Man X. It's a roguelike, and it looks really good. I definitely am digging the pixel art style. I loved it when I played the demo at PAX East, which is why I was like, it's in my wish list, and I was just waiting for it to release. Um, and even though it's not a full release, it's early access, so I'm getting some playtime in with that. And then also uh, Yakuza, Like a Dragon, but we're going to talk about that uh, when we get to it. Yeah. This whole Twitch DMCA thing is getting kind of ridiculous. And you know it's ridiculous when you have Metallica playing the opening for, for BlizzCon. And if you go to the Twitch gaming channel, because it wasn't... It wasn't across all of Twitch's channels. It was just specifically the Twitch gaming channel. So if you were watching the opening ceremonies on Twitch gaming, a couple of seconds into Metallica um, playing for, I believe it was for whom the bell tolls, and then it just switches up to some royalty-free music. <laughs> and Yikes. that was some bullshit, but also delicious, <laughs> delicious irony in the fact that if you go back to when I was a young lad downloading music off of a program called Napster, uh, you will recall that uh, who what what was the guy's name? It was it Sean White? The um, pro snowboarder. Snowboarder? No, no, maybe <laughs> not. Talking about Mountain Dews, baby. No, the 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 dude from Napster. I thought his name was Sean White. Also, I know. Or is it Sean uh, White? I can't think anyway, of his name. Um, his name's escaping me at the moment. But Timberlake. Um, <laughs> yes. Sean yeah. Parker. It's a Sean something, like Mr. Mr. Napster. Sean uh, Fanning. <laughs> you will you will recall <laughs> the goddess brother, I assume. But you will recall that when <laughs> Napster was a thing, one of the biggest bands that was pushing for like, hey, don't stream, 
don't get our like don't download our music illegally because you take away royalties from us was Metallica. So they were one of the biggest proponents for all this DMC for all the stuff that eventually involved into all these DMCA takedowns that you're seeing now. Uh, yeah, I think was, they were the first lawsuit filed against Napster, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. So that was a little bit of delicious irony in that it happened to them, but also it's kind of ridiculous that you're getting to the point that Twitch gaming, they didn't have the royalties, which is funny because there were some other Twitch channels that were showing the same stream that had the royalties, but Twitch gaming just didn't. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to get DMCA'd by ourselves. We got to put some royalty-free music up. That shit was hilarious. I just like <laughs> imagine watching that live and just being like, "Huh? <laughs> like, is this is is it April Fools? <laughs> like, what's going?" I know on? you start hearing like, "For um, whom the bell to and then it just cuts out, and you hear some like <laughs> royalty free like yeah, like elevator music. It's like uh, that totally doesn't match up with what's going on on screen right now. What goes on? Um. So yeah. Twitch and the DMCA, it's get it's getting crazy. And also Metallica. This is what you guys get for, you know, doing that shit. You can't play your own music. Metallica's like old hat now, right? I, yeah. I don't know if I just made everyone mad, but <laughs> um, like well, I'm with you. I don't know. <laughs> the black album was good in middle school and I listened to it. I don't know. That's 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 all I have to say on that. Um, Whoa, yikes. They <laughs> <laughs> didn't like Napster. I enjoyed Big Napster. Yikes. I've downloaded some sublime <laughs> songs or something. I, whatever I did. Um, practice <laughs> Love that um, song. But that wasn't everything that happened at, at BlizzCon. There was a couple of announcements there. Put a couple there in, in the show notes. Um, Boring. Fuck Blizzard. Oh, oh damn. <laughs> me and all my friends hate Blizzard. She. This is why she fits right into the podcast, because that's kind of the uh, the mantra that we take also. <laughs> Uh, no Overwatch 2 news. They gave like that. There was like some kind of Overwatch 2 panel where they talked about like the behind the scenes and shit that's going on with the game, but no announcements, no nothing. Um, there was some wow stuff that they announced. Uh, what else did they announce? The Blizz, uh, Blizzard Arcade Collection was announced. Uh, wow patch, the World of Warcraft Burning, Cruci- Burning Crusade Classic Expansion was announced. New Hearthstone stuff. I mean, outside of the. Uh, the Metallica thing. Is there anything that is of remote interest at BlizzCon this year? Garrett, as a stakeholder. No, I sold. I oh, you Warcraft did? Warcraft 3 Reforged, dude. I sold my stock oh, the okay. day I returned that game. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. Never which mind. It's funny that I make spiteful like stock plays. Uh, so, yeah, fuck Blizzard, obviously. Unfortunately, I pay them $12 a month to play WoW Classic because uh, that was the last good video game they made. <laughs> Um, 16 years ago. So, okay, Burning Crusade Classic Expansion, slightly exciting because there's a release date, but everybody saw it coming, and it's a game that came out 13 years ago. Um, I guess, like, my guild members are excited for it. I'm, like, tentatively, like, kind of like, I might might give up, but um, I'll probably level to 70 and see how it goes. Uh, Hearthstone, nobody cares about, I don't think. Um, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Uh, this is uh, we actually bought this up recently because there was rumors about it. Um and I know Tim, I think is it safe to say Tim Diablo 2 may not be your favorite game of all time but probably like it, it, one of the games you've played the most and up there in your favorites of all time? I'd say it's probably my second favorite Diablo game. Okay. So yeah, up there. <laughs> 
Fair. <laughs> There's only been three. Uh. <laughs> Four, actually, if you count Immortal. Uh, you... Oh, so well. then what's your favorite? Diablo 1. Wow. Elitist. You're no, just trying just to. Just kidding. I, mean, <laughs> just kidding. I, I can't deny it, but. Just pick the silver case. All right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Goes for the hipster picks. Um, but what do you, what do you, what is your opinion? Reiterate it to me because I kind of uh, forget well, last week. I did see. Um, last month. I, I did see the footage they had from it. And I mean, it definitely looks a lot better than. I mean, they went through it. Like they, they have. I think it's the team that did um, like the Tony Hawk and the Crash Bandicoot remakes. Yes. Um, so some visions or something. It's not the in-house team that they had on for Reforged. Um, and it looks, it definitely looks like a faithful kind of, you know, reproduction, like modern, like sort of modernization without losing the charm of the original. It's basically just probably going to be a graphical upgrade. Hopefully. I mean, I'm, I'm, looking at it the same way I'm was looking at reforged before it came out. Um, and unfortunately it has all the pitfalls associated with it because it seems like there's supposed to be like toggleable graphics at any point. So it's like, uh Oh, if they mess this one up, then Diablo two, which I've played as recently as last year. Yeah. Um, will just be screwed ruined. <laughs> yeah. As yeah. opposed to well, again, the worst part of warcraft 3 reforged is that they ruined the original game you literally right. can't play the original uh without <laughs> dealing with the new one so um. so um i'm you know i as with every blizzard product that's come out in the past 10 years it's like well maybe it'll be good um i'm i will play it if it's good if it's not i won't be surprised <laughs> hmm. but uh are can i ask you are you like in the hashtag no changes cra- crowd or are you would you be cool with like some quality of life improvements and stuff uh i mean it, i'm it would have to be uh like case by case like there are things okay. that that i would not want to change even if it doesn't if it you know has some antiquated concepts to it like for example um i would like it if you could not reskill characters like okay if you put a you know a skill in the wrong thing well that's that's your character and if you want to change it you got to make a new one i do like that even though it's old even though games like don't do that anymore for good reason i you know that's an example of a of a change i would not want but and that's something i could see them like being like yeah no you can reskill whenever you want yeah kind of a thing. exactly but uh i'm with you, you on know, that though there's there's some things you, you just you know you you appreciate from the old days and there's uh some weird charm to them but uh but you know at the same rate there's definitely some quality of life things i wouldn't mind and um it it's 20 years after the fact so mm. sarah says get your sojs ready so um. I, i've already got a dupe uh, deep mechanism ready, so we're good. <laughs> you think they're gonna flood the market with SOJs so that you can still do the what are they called? Like the ultimate prime the, the Diablo whatever. clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see. It, well, that's the, the main thing is if it brings a bunch of people back into the game and you know maybe I could see them adding a, some slightly new content, like like a couple new things to make it cool again. That's what would be yeah. the coolest Honestly, part again, about it. fresh servers and not a lot of changes, uh, which should be easy, but Warcraft 3 Reforged proved that wrong. Um, yeah. I, I would also be into play again, certainly. But 
we'll see um i would say overall this blizzcon as a guy who used to be like the biggest blizzard fanboy on the planet um seems not exciting in the least because everything was kind of leaked beforehand um and like even like overwatch 2 which i'm personally i'm not excited for in the least it just kind of looks like like a graphical change and not really a different game um wasn't even talked about really and everything else was basically super leaked uh i mean two of your big announcements are games that came out 20 years ago uh so not the best i wouldn't buy blizzard stock (laughs) if i were were you um basically uh, you're yes you're glad that you exited in your your blizzard position Yes, I'm very glad. I got I still got some GameStop and that literally went nuts today. So we're we're still going to the moon. I knew you guys talked about that last time. To the moon, Alice. We like the stock. Um, By the way, that guy. uh, Overwatch 2 does apparently have a PvE element, um, but I don't that's all that's all they said about that. So uh, I guess it's it's a different game, but um, I mean the multiplayer looks I think it's actually gonna work with the current Overwatch, so like the multiplayer is not that different, I guess. Um, sorry, Berto, you were saying something. No, I was gonna say because you mentioned the GameStop stock and like, oh, that the mm. guy from from Reddit was like being brought up on charges. Uh, DFV. Uh, so he didn't. He wasn't brought up on charges. He he was. Or was he brought indicted? To testify before Congress, and then somebody like somebody sued him. That was like some weird lawyer or something. Uh, so it's it's not it's not exactly like the SEC going after him. It's like. You know, some hedge fund manager or something like. Oh, was a hedge fund. Uh, they made it because when I read about it, it made it sound like he was being like indicted on some kind of like criminal. There, there was like a suit filed by somebody, was but it wasn't. It's not like super like SECs going after him, uh, which was funny because during that meeting they were like, "Well, like, would you buy the stock today?" And he was like, "Yes," and then he bought five hundred thousand dollars worth of stock, uh, and today the stock went up. I don't like two hundred percent in like thirty minutes. So. He did well for himself, so nice job, dude. Good on <laughs> um, you. We're going to the moon. We're going to the moon. I'll see you there. To the moon, um, to the moon Alice. Yes. Um, but yeah, BlizzCon. Eh. All right. Well, if that's how you feel about BlizzCon, <laughs> tell me how you feel about the Nintendo Direct. Oh. Yeah. I am. I, somebody else. <laughs> I have got, <laughs> I mean, I've got things to say about that. And I do this to myself because the the first real Nintendo Direct, because we've been getting these like like half-assed directs. They're not really true Nintendo Directs. They're like, here's a Smash Direct or here's like a, a, a Switch Direct. It's not a full-blown Nintendo Direct. We haven't had one of those in over a year. And here I am thinking, with the 35th anniversary of Zelda coming up, maybe we're going to get some Breath of the Wild 2 news. Maybe we're going to get Maybe we're going to get that... Uh, we're going to get that collection of Legend of Zelda that everyone's been asking for. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, it's <sighs> Nintendo. You're asking for it, which means they're going to give you some shit that you don't want. You're doing this to you. And I do it to myself every time. I know that this isn't something I should get my hopes up for, that it's going to be mediocre at best. And I watch it, and I'm like, maybe they'll, maybe they'll surprise me. And you know what? They didn't surprise me. And I got so pissed off at that. So pissed off. Which isn't to say that there wasn't some stuff that they announced that I'm actually excited for. They did announce some things. Uh, and I'm pulling this up here from uh, from Game Informer that uh, they did a very good 
summary of all the things that they announced. I'm scrolling down Capcom Arcade Stadium because I love those old school Capcom games. It was released like that day. So I'm definitely going to go check that out because it's a bunch of old school Capcom like arcade style games. Where is uh, what I am really excited for? Is it not here? Ninja Gaiden? Oh, no, no, I'm trying no. to guess. Oh, they don't have it here. It's the, uh, the what is it? The, the project, project Triangle something or other. I'm looking for the name of it. It's not on this summary. Oh. 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 Game Informer. It's not like the me the me RPG, is it? <laughs> because they, they announced. No. Was it Splatoon 3? Splatoon 3? No, no. It's Project, <laughs> Project Triangle Strategy, which is the working title. Right now, it's just a demo that's released. But this is like the Final Fantasy <laughs> Tactics like ah. inspired game that i've been longing for if you saw the trailer yeah. for this it's like a 2d 3d game that it's very 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 final fantasy tactics uh, vibes they're saying uh, tactics octopath traveler it has yeah pretty much like. yeah exactly like if you can combine those two games the visuals of octopath traveler with the yeah. uh with oh, rpg systems does look kind of cool of a final fantasy tactics this is what project triangle strategy is i really hope they're like workshopping that name because that game is not going to sell. Um, I don't work in, in marketing, but I can tell you enough that that game's not going to sell. Or maybe it will because well, it's Nintendo. This game is this game is so early mm -hmm. in its development. Yeah. They're yeah, literally they're literally asking people to fill out a survey. So this oh. isn't going to come out anytime oh. soon. Yeah, and it's certainly not going to release with the title or the development name you know project square triangle octagon hectagon octopath so say <laughs> la vie. I, I mean I it totally looks missed cool this in the direct but yeah ta tactics everybody likes those games so like why everyone not? should take the survey so that they can make the game that we want instead of letting them keep shitty choices but like see, the text the option here's the thing <laughs> they will they will take all the answers to that survey and they'll see the overwhelming responses in one way and then they will wipe their ass with that and go in the complete opposite direction they'll be like wait did you want a remake of the worst zelda game <laughs> instead <laughs> for 60 dollars um oh, can i rant on that i dude, need to please I... please rant because that was like i will rant right after you because that was like the cherry that capped off my Mm, you go. I, I made a big angry face before uh, when Shan mentioned that uh, Nintendo likes to shit on its fans. Um, <laughs> Zelda Skyward Sword HD uh, cost $10 more than the original version, which you could get bundled with a controller for, for you know, $60. Uh, this one has its own controllers. They're $70 by themselves. Uh, and it costs more for what I would say is without a doubt the shittiest Zelda game out there. I would say it's worse than Zelda 2. Um, it is horrifying to play. It's the only Zelda game I have played that I have not completed. I didn't even come close to completing this game. Wow. Uh, so wow. Zelda is one of my favorite, of favorite series of all time. Um, I love Zelda games. I think across wow. the board, they're phenomenal. Uh, this game was a piece of shit. Uh, it literally <laughs> held your hand like you were a four-year-old child the entire game. It was like, you found a rupee. Did you know that rupees could be spent in stores? And it would bludgeon <laughs> you with this every time you played it. Um, the intro was like 10 hours long to do anything. It's awful. It's, it's one of the worst games uh, I've ever played. 
Um, and it just has some polish on top and that's it. Uh, one of the most dis biggest disappointments um, for me personally uh, and for them to release an HD version of this charge full price uh, and then like, and then some considering that the original game was 50 and this one's 60 um, Jesus. really Inflation. was just like a, a, a big spit in the face. Like I, I, and, and the way they tried to sell it, Oh my God, they're, they're lying to you. If you haven't played this game, they're like, Oh, this game inspired a lot of like the breath of the wild stuff. It didn't at all. There's none of that. Please don't believe them. Uh, it, the only thing it has is like some light crafting elements, which are the, really frustrating. Oh, but there's climbing, a, climbing, a dude. very not open world. Um, but like it's you can fly around in the clouds or something. Um, I, 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 it, it's hard for me to say this because I didn't actually finish the game. I have heard there's like a couple cool dungeon designs and stuff. Um, but literally one of the one of the biggest garbage pieces of. Gar like i i was so upset because i was like they've ruined my favorite series of all time um, i just don't know why they went with skyward sword it's just such a bizarre game to choose of all of the zelda games like yeah. i was honestly expecting something maybe like twilight princess i think is one that a lot of people were hoping for and waiting for yeah. i know i personally would love a twilight princess you know hd remaster <clears throat> because I personally did not have a Wii growing up in my household. So I never had the opportunity to play this or Skyward Sword. And I would love to get a chance to play it on Switch, but <laughs> I'm not playing Skyward Sword. I wasn't even interested back when they announced Skyward Sword. It just yeah. looks like the most vanilla plane. It looks like eating cardboard. <laughs> it's not good don't get like this. you're eating Please a don't. cardboard cutout link reward nintendo That's what it looks like for doing this uh, i mean nintendo strategy on the switch has clearly been like nobody bought a wii u like let's let's release the games that did well on that um which is cool um sorry i'm arguing with sarah that link is hatless in the minish cap uh for long times um and uh like i get that strategy but like it's the 35th anniversary. Like you just came out with like this Mario bundle. That's like a good value. You know, like um, I know some people have some complaints about it, but like arguably three great Mario games in one disc. Um, like why not release, you know, like a master sword collection. Like they did like the GameCube disc master sword collection was amazing. It had Ocarina of time. It had uh, um, Majora's mask and Zelda one and two on one disc. And I think it was like a, it was like a pre-order bonus. Um, uh, I like, so to then this be the answer for their 35th anniversary, like, man, like uh, you have twilight princess. It's such a better game. Um, so yeah, really disappointing, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's Nintendo. Luckily I could say I will not purchase it on this one. Cause every other one I'm like, I know I'm still going to buy it anyway. Uh, but this is like, I'm, when, I'm out. When, I'm out. And when Anuma came out and started talking about like a game that they're going to like re-release and remaster and they showed the sky and I'm like, is it wind waker? At least give me wind waker. And then I saw like the goal, like that fucking bird flying. I'm like, you motherfucker. Uh, you're, I mean, you're wind waker was remastered for Wii U. <laughs> you but know, but like, see, you know what? You know what? I wouldn't put it past them to have remastered it for the Switch, in which case I would still buy yeah. it because Wind Waker is still an infinitely better game. And I was yeah. hoping that at least it would be Wind Waker and it would turn into like, but it's a bundle that includes yeah. Twilight Princess. And then I saw the fucking bird and I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. Fuck I you guys. Honestly, the, the most annoying part to me was like the weird bait of like, 
did you like breath of the wild uh and that's so devastatingly wrong like it's it, it is so like yeah sure certain elements probably made its way into breath of the wild but like trying to sell people who like breath of the wild uh which i have some fault with with as a game i don't think it's like a super masterpiece like people do <laughs> but people think it's a masterpiece please don't tell them they're going to enjoy this game because like, no, it's no. not it's you the will, opposite you of breath will of the wild. not um, and then there's that scary terrifying looking bird thing that serves as like your warp in the dungeon <laughs> i mean that, like that's okay though. that thing is terrifying <laughs> and is the stuff of nightmares yeah and then fee what was his name fee, fee. i think yeah which yes. i just put in chat fee is like the yeah. like a worse version of navi they're like did you like minna she was cool right and then like gave like the worst <laughs> like somebody who hated minna could could build a oh. character uh, and make her more annoying. I swear to God, this game was made for like, let's let four-year-old children enjoy this game. Um, mm. uh, it is relentless in its hand-holding, um, which is extremely frustrating because Zelda, I think, by and large, have become very hand-holding games. Uh, that's why Breath of the Wild was like a nice change of pace. Um, this was like even, this was unbearable. Uh, it literally ruined the game for me, so. Um, can I just say Splatoon 3 though I don't know if that was part of this or if it came out it, as a different thing it was, it was in just the, a little teaser trailer it was in this um, it was in this direct Splatoon is so much fun uh, like Splatoon 2 was awesome on the Switch I had a great time those games are like little hidden gems it shouldn't um, work the way change. it does but it, it's it, fun the split Joy-Con controller is the closest I've gotten to like mouse and keyboard controls on a console um, it is remarkable how good that control scheme works for that game um, so I'm excited for that because Splatoon I, 2 was super fun. I got to try uh, that. And they could literally just re-release that, but like different maps and I'll buy it. Um, I got to try that are because delight. my only experience with Spl Splatoon was for the Wii U where they made you use the fucking, you know, tablet to aim. Mm. And that was not good. But the game, like the gameplay and the concept itself was interesting. I was like, if you could have just made it, you know, the twin stick shooter mechanic, it would have been so much better instead of having to make me use a tablet and move it up and down. Um, but if Splatoon the 2 solves that by Splatoon using the Joy-Cons. It's split Joy-Con. I believe it's called split Joy-Con controls because um, they have different control schemes for it. And basically one of the Joy-Cons is basically acting like a, like a laser pointer almost, mm -hmm. like for a mouse, if you think about it. But it works remarkably well. It takes a little getting used to. But like, again... Probably the closest you can come to a mouse and keyboard controls for a console. I have to give that a um, shot because that was my, yeah. and my I, that was my I one mean, gripe like, with Splatoon. Splatoon's not like a precision shooter, so it, it it's it's a perfect control scheme. Um because you know you're just throwing paint all over the place. Um a lot of fun though. Um so I'm excited about that. Um, I was not happy with this Nintendo Direct. More and more than the fact that I was not happy with it, I was upset at myself for getting excited for this direct when i knew they were going to pull some shit like this not a word yeah. about metroid prime 4 come on nintendo metroid come on. prime 4 give is going to that's like that's going to be on the next console dude like, give us they, give us they, something give us like some they screenshots give development us... on that <laughs> I um i will say uh i think pokemon snaps coming out soon that might be fun <laughs> april this year yeah so I'm looking, that i'm looking that. forward to i didn't see that here I think they don't need it. It's Pokemon. It'll sell a billion copies. <laughs> and like to people who don't realize it's about taking photos. Um but yeah, sorry. I sorry to get ranty there. No, um rant away. I, just, I, I didn't want to be the only one who was like shitting on Nintendo for this. I uh, just like can't like 
I, I it's okay to release this please like it was so fucked up that they were like did you like breath of the wild <laughs> you'll like a 10 hour fucking tutorial <laughs> well <laughs> guess what that, like lets you roam free in the world almost immediately if um, you like breath of the wild <laughs> then you're gonna like the super mario sunshine of zeldas hey whoa dude i i went there i went there super mario sunshine is like it's a good game <laughs> i mean it is buggy um, as hell. I might spite do that for the next game club just so we can <laughs> discuss it. Uh, finally. Um, yes. Moving on. Unless anyone else wants to talk about the Nintendo direct. And does anyone else have any, any shitting words that they want to impart on, on Nintendo? All right. It was boring. That's it. That's all I really got to say. It was just painfully boring. Mm. How about that new Smash Bros. character? Hey, Oh yeah. yeah, I forgot yeah. about the new Smash Bros. character. It's is it another like uh, Fire Emblem character? Uh, what's the game be? that's almost Fire Emblem? Xenoblade. Oh, it's Xenoblade. Oh, okay. It's like Shulk from Xenoblade, right? There's some, one of those weird ones from Xenoblade. It's the lady, the lady sword. I don't. I All never right, played. So, oh, got it. So it's another yeah. another sword character. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which? It, yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can really add to that and. This is just from like what I've noticed in my experience is just that um, people were excited about the that announcement in particular, um, not just because like, oh, more Smash characters, but I guess there is a very prominent Twitch streamer who um, unfortunately killed himself. Um, oh. Sorry, trigger warning, warning but um, he committed suicide, unfortunately, and he was super famous on Twitch for having these like bigger than life reactions to smash brothers and his dream characters in the series were those two so there are like a lot of people who were you know mentioning him i believe his name is atika i completely apologize if i pronounced his name incorrectly um but yeah there are like a lot of people who were I guess looking on the bright side of the Nintendo Direct because, oh my gosh, you know, Atika would have loved this if only we could have seen his reaction and yeah. all that stuff. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy to want to shit on <laughs> these Smash Brothers rea- um, announcements because, like, Jesus Christ, how many Smash Brothers characters do we need? But, um, I mean, it, it, it's nice to, to think about... Um, the people who do like love smash brothers, the content creators who love it um, and the community that they've built um, because clearly people are passionate about these reactions. You know, what's funny about the, the new smash bros characters is uh, and I haven't played it in probably a year, but I was super into the new smash bros, yeah, whatever same. ultimate. Um, and like every time a new character would get announced, I kind of like, I always be like, uh, uh, like, like, um, you know, I wasn't a Persona fan, um, so like, Joker to me was like, oh, I don't know who that is, um, uh, Terry from uh, uh, Fatal Fury. What's he from? Fatal Fury. Uh, um, I know him from like Capcom versus SNK or something. Um, I was like, uh, but like, once you start playing them, it's just fun to have a new character. So like, I don't really care if it's so long as it's not like a clone character, which they haven't. Done. I know they put a new fire emblem character in and everyone's like, oh, rah, rah, rah. But like it played differently. So it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, plus Banjo Kazooie was, that was like the one I was like, oh shit, this is awesome. I feel like um, Banjo Kazooie was the last 
Well, maybe Sephiroth to an extent, but Banjo-Kazooie was like the last character announcement that they made that the overwhelming majority of people were like really excited for because it was a character that wasn't like, you know, a typical anime character with a big sword and this and that. It yeah. was like a character who you wanted for the longest time in Smash Brothers who felt like they fit in that type of game. Mm. And that's uh, like... I mean the the Smash roster is so deep at this point. It's yeah. like they're they're kind of like unless you get like again like Sephiroth like that's a you know a third party character that's cool. Like unless you got one of those, I don't think anybody's gonna be excited. Like who who would be exciting from Nintendo aside from people who want like Waluigi and or whatever? Yeah, like never. I, like I can't think of who else they would put in at this point. Not um, while I draw breath will Waluigi be a character. Yeah. I'm that's actively probably... I'm actively polling against it. <laughs> um, oh, Sephiroth is also a big anime sword guy. You're right, Sarah. That's awesome. that is true. Also, yeah, that joke I was very confused about. Um, that Terry's from Garu, Mark of the Wolf. I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, so I like uh, new Smash Bros. characters. I think like a new character is always fun in that game. Um, so it's weird to me when people like get upset at like the new character. Um, but that's just me. <laughs> Give me Goku. That's never going to happen. Man, Goku, like, what are you going to do with that? It'll like, happen eventually. It'll happen eventually. Or Master Chief. <laughs> I know, if, like, you, you go to any, like, Smash Brothers uh, subreddit or, like... You, people like, always say, like, Doom Guy. It's like, <laughs> like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> Doom no, Guy in Smash Bros. Like, never gonna, I mean, yeah, like, he's going to show up with his giant, like, one-armed <laughs> freaking chainsaw. Yeah. And, like... It- yeah, that's he'd look too much like Samus. I think people would get confused. <laughs> um, I mean, they put the they put Minecraft uh, Steve in, so like, who knows? To be honest, um, yeah, not just sitting pretty with that one. Does he still get royalties for that shit? You think? Uh, I oh, I don't know. That's weird. I imagine it's kind of like you have to like want to be in Smash. Like, I don't think Nintendo goes to you and is like. Do you want to be in Smash? Like, like you go to sure. Nintendo and they're like, "Please, you're put like, our, oh, put... I'd be cool for that." And they're like, "All right, we'll we'll talk to you like in six years or something right, like in, that." In that case, let me let me go to Nintendo and talk to them about my original Sonic character. You're like, put him in yeah. Smash. Uh, Sarah wants two B from near uh, Automata. That would Automata. be. A, I would. That would be a cool inclusion. They, I don't know, that character design's a little sexy for Smash Bros. Because didn't, um, weren't people mad that they didn't put in May or Mai from, you know, instead of Terry? She's like a booby woman or whatever. I mean, Bayonetta is in Smash. Oh, that is true, actually. I th- One of the, I don't know if it was Sakurai or somebody else, but basically said, like, she's too sexy for the game when people asked if, uh, uh, what's her face, uh, my, wasn't, could make it in there. My Shirinui? Um, yeah. Which again is kind of hypocritical because the new character is like some big boobed anime woman, I think. Um, so <laughs> who knows? But I guess it's a Nintendo original property or whatever. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it, his answer was probably because he was sleep deprived. They they worked that poor man to the bone. <laughs> they just worked that man to the bone. <laughs> Sakura, he looks worse every time. Sakurai just, just looks like I haven't slept in days. <laughs> Please. Here's a They're sma- not feeding me anymore. <laughs> Here's a Smash um, Direct. I just want to go home and sleep. <laughs> Um, these next two items are quick hits, but I wanted to put them on there because uh, some some cool, interesting nuggets that came out of the first uh, the first news item and the second one, just because we talked about it in the last podcast and uh, we finally got an answer to the question there. 
but in the first one, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan, he was doing an interview with GQ, and uh, he let let slip. Well, I don't know if he let slip, but I could, I'm guessing these are, are prepared questions. But he confirmed that uh, they are indeed looking to do a next gen PSVR for the PS5. So that's in the works, and the dev kits are actually going out fairly soon to uh, to the developers. And he confirmed that this dev kit is going to be very, uh, very much more streamlined than the previous PSVR. It's going to be sort of like just one cable, plug it in. The controller is going to be modeled after the Dual Sense for the PS5, so none of this like wand stuff. So we're going to have a much more streamlined. VR experience, and it also shows that Sony still very much believes um, in VR. They're not like pulling out after their first PSVR. Um, and if you read the article and, and look at the questions, they're very much in the camp of we want to just get VR for the PS5 to the point where it's just good enough to get it out to you guys, as opposed to like making it absolutely perfect, which in my opinion is the way to go, at least for now with VR, because VR is still kind of nascent. It's not, uh, it's not like super widespread. It's still very much trying to find its legs. So if you get us an experience that's just good enough and you give us the software to experience it, like I'm, I'm all in on that. I don't need, um, you know, the Apple VR experience, which I know they're developing, and that's going to be like some $3,000 thing because they need to get it down to the T and make sure it's absolutely perfect, uh, at which point it's going to be too expensive and no one's going to want to develop for it. Mm. Can I... The only issue I have with this is uh, Resident Evil 7 uh, was a PlayStation VR exclusive for six months, and they never actually released it for... Uh, PC. So I'm kind of mad because <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't want exclusivity on VR versions. Uh, yeah, of we games. know. Uh, I, we all know how you feel about exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epic Games, etc. Um, <laughs> but I've actually heard that Resident Evil Seven is the best VR experience. Uh, oh, I I've heard that so many times. Half Life Alex, basically. I tried uh, it. And I believe it. I tried uh, a yeah. VR demo for Resident Evil Seven at New York Comic Con. I want to say maybe like two or three years ago. And it was, uh, it wasn't like an experience of the game. It was just like an experiential thing to like highlight what it was going to be like to play the game in VR. They put the PSVR headset on me, and like I remember vividly the scene. It's like you're sitting down, and I'm presumably you're Ethan, and you're like tied up in a chair, and then like you see shit moving around you, and then like you see this thing like crawling up on the ceiling, and it kind of just goes out of your field of vision, and you can't see it. So you're like looking around to try and find it, and then all of a sudden it just like jumps up in front of you and like chomps you right in the neck. And that's where like the experience ended. But I was like, that was surprisingly well done for like a PSVR, um, not yeah. something like a an HTC Vive and that or an sucks, Oculus. Like why, like why isn't that like why can't I experience that on Steam? You know what I mean? Uh, my buddy who has a bunch, he has a ton of VR games. Um, he has different VR headsets, uh, and he told he told me without a doubt that was the best VR experience he's had. Uh, that was before Alex. I know Half-Life Alex is like kind of set the bar yeah. higher. Um, but like, please don't do stupid exclusives, PlayStation. Just like, just don't pay for those, please. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's cool. Sure. <laughs> well, maybe they'll do timed exclusives and then work to uh, to get their 
you know, VR experiences. Well, that's what on, sucks on, is the on Resident Evil Seven was a timed exclusive, and then it just never, like, they just never ported it because, like, I don't know why. <laughs> so, um, please don't. No huh. exclusives, please. Interesting, yeah. and it wouldn't work if you like paint played the P because I played Resident Evil Seven on through Xbox Game Pass on my PC, and you wouldn't be able to to play it that way and use i don't know how it's vr works mo- i believe it's called mobius i believe the mobius headset is like it, it, that version the vr version is exclusive to playstation 4 oh. with i think it's the mobius i can't remember but whatever the fuck the vr is for uh, playstation 4 so okay you literally cannot play it in vr without a ps4 i had um, no idea yeah which stinks like that okay. stinks um so yeah, please don't do that, PlayStation. But yeah, release VR. Otherwise, <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, Sony, Sony's still up on on VR. They're not giving up on it. And also in the GQ interview, if you want to go ahead and and read it, uh, I certainly, you know, recommend you guys listening to this podcast. Go ahead and read it. There's a lot of interesting conversation going on in that uh, in that interview. Um, Jim Ryan let uh, he also confirms that you know Gran Turismo 7 which is a game that was supposed to release in 2021 is actually slipping to 2022. One of the like big name titles for this uh, for this year for the PS5 uh, is getting pushed back. Um, they're releasing a bunch of PlayStation games onto PC. So they're, they're adopting, um, you know, the PC environment because they realize that, you know, you really have a huge untapped market here with PC players where, you know, you have a, you know, you let them play a Days Gone, which maybe not the best game to, to bring up as, as an example because it's kind of like, you know, 50% of the world hate it and 50% of the people love the game. But uh, if you start releasing some of your titles on P- on on PC, they start playing it and they're like, you know, maybe I might want to get in on some of these uh, PlayStation exclusives and it'll lead them to buy a PlayStation. So really interesting article, really interesting interview. Definitely recommend going to check it out. Um, and also on the back of that, one of the questions that they asked Jim Ryan was about the like PlayStation 5 shortage. Uh, and his response was basically, you know, we're doing our best to try and, you know, get the supply to meet the demand, but it's really challenging in these COVID times. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because I found this article with a headline that is a real article and not an onion article. But Joe Biden, our president, signed an executive order to, in, to have a task force investigate the silicon shortage that's leading to shortages in Xboxes. <laughs> And PS5s. That is a real thing that an executive order was signed for, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, there's some. I know there's some sort of chip shortage going on. Oh, uh, yeah, there's an absolute huge shortage in any kind of computing <laughs> process. But the fact that Joe Biden is like, yeah, I have to get a ta- I have to get a task force to investigate that shortage, and he signs an executive order. You can't make that shit up. <laughs> um. Well- Oh, you you have some? You have no, some, no, no. It was just gonna be a bad joke. We should <laughs> move on. Okay. Sorry. Um, and the last thing I want to bring up, and, and and this is to put the final nail in the coffin, because when we were recording the last podcast, this was like a last minute news item that we talked about in that episode, was that EA was deciding whether or not to finally kill off Anthem. They were gonna when we recorded that podcast. They were in the process of making the decision. They said a decision was going to be incoming within the next week or two on whether or not Anthem still stays viable. And actually, as of today, if you go to the the Bioware blog, 
Anthem has officially been mixed. No more Anthem. Yeah. Everyone pour one out. Anthem. Pour one out for Tim's favorite Anthem is... game club game of all time. <laughs> Anthem is donezo. Uh, and the reason why I put this up, one, because we had so much fun playing Anthem and we can't fathom what our life is going to be like without any more Anthem in the future. Uh, but two, sure. if you read the uh, the blog post, it sounds very much like the developers themselves are saying, oh, you know what, this is a decision that we, it was tough for us, uh, but trying to develop a game like this in these COVID times with everyone working from home is putting a strain. The tone of the blog post makes it sound like it's a decision that the developers themselves made when you know that EA probably looked at what they put together for Anthem next, and they're like, you know what, guys, this isn't going to work. So, no mas. I mean, yeah. I, I what's the point in trying to fix Anthem honestly like this just makes sense um n- nobody liked it except for Tim so like I wanted to like it it's just sad to see like obviously a project that a group of people have worked on just kind of fall to the wayside sucks but it happens it's the nature of the beast it's capitalism raw yeah I, again like the the initial announcement to like rebuild the game was so like i was like uh, they're not i think when that first came out we joked about it and i was like there's no chance they're yeah. they're gonna like put more money into this thing um so like i this is completely expected um if anyone is still playing anthem um may god have mercy on your soul because I, I have no idea what you're doing they, they were like we're gonna keep the live service going it's like, i don't think yeah. it's yeah, still did, playing they did um, say that in the blog post they're like we're gonna keep the yeah. live service going it's just no more new development is going to be done on anthem next which i for one personally wanted to see what anthem next would look like because i wanted anthem to be good anthem when it was announced i was like this game watch this this is gonna be something big I had pegged this game for like a game of the year contender. Uh, and here I am looking like an idiot because it's certainly not game of the year at all. Yeah. Um, it's probably a good thing. Hopefully Bioware can put its uh, efforts into other they, games. They really need good to. Ones in those. Bioware, Bioware needs a win. Yeah, they need to win bad because um, they haven't made good games in a very long time <laughs> i mean a bioware uh, come on give me that new mass effect please please put all your efforts into that one don't you guys have a pedigree that you can make good games mm. give it to us can they <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i i believe in it's we'll not on the best track right now <laughs> yeah um we'll see you never know but but no, it's it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be bad. I'm so sorry. Oh, um, Anthem, we hardly knew ye. We played a, a good deal of you, uh, and never again shall we float a, float around in our uh, what are, what are they even called? I forgot what the suits of armor are called. Exosuits. Yeah, javelins. 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 We're called javelins. Yeah, I remembered. Yeah. I still I still love you. Maybe. Um. Yakuza like a dragon. Let's talk about something less depressing. <laughs> yeah, Yay, less depresso. I mean, depressing. <laughs> um, let's talk about something depending. way more fun and depending on where you are in the story, also somewhat depressing at points, but still way more fun than flying around 
and a javelin in a half-baked game. Um, can I? We're gonna kick it to you, Tim, because this was your game club game. Yes. I just want to say I think it's a relatively new game, so spoiler alert. Yes. I don't think we're yes. gonna we're gonna try to avoid huge spoilers. I think. Um, but just be aware. Spoiler alert. Uh, definitely light yes. gameplay spoilers. Yes. Big so big spoiler alert for those of you who haven't played uh, Yahoo's Like a Dragon or uh, who haven't gotten too far into the game. We will be spoiling certain elements of the game. Um, so please listen at your own risk. Um, but if you're okay with that, we will, you know, try and keep it as spoiler free as we can. Um, yeah. So there. May uh, but be- Tim, do you want to do want to introduce you? Did, this was your pick. It it was. Um. So yes. Um. This was my choice for game club. Um. I had previously played uh several Yakuza games, and um, I'd heard whispers that this was a good one. Um, a little bit different than the ones that I'd played in the past, but um, as a background, um, Yakuza games are typically somewhat open world, sandboxy, um, I guess, beat em up with RPG mechanics games historically. Um, there's about seven of them, I guess, at this point. Um, I've played about three. But um, I was super excited to play this one, um, and I heard it was a little bit different. Um, but I didn't really know what I was getting myself into fully, and in, because um, I'd only seen like tiny little bits of gameplay going into it. But um, uh, I guess the first question I have, um, just to kind of jump right into it for everyone, is: um, Did anyone finish the game? Because <laughs> I did not. I played a lot of it, and I did not get to the end of it. I have not. I am still, I want to say, maybe like halfway into chapter five. Um, so I, I spoke, I talked to Al because I know he was like really, really big into the game. Um, and he said I, he thinks there's something like 10 or 11 chapters. So I'm, if I'm just going off of that, I'm about at the halfway mark in the story. Okay. Well, I'm on chapter 12. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say. And, so uh, then, I, have, I have not completed the game yet either. So then I'm um, maybe like a third of the way in. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm on chapter 10 or 11 or so. Um, just so everybody kind of knows. Shan, where did you make it to? I'm on chapter 8. Okay. So, so. we all did our damnedest, but it is, yes. all, it is a It's long. a lot, though. It's, <laughs> it's very... a long game. And also very long. easy to, if you're not just doing Critical Path, very easy to get sidetracked to do the subplots. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I do think, you know, that Many is hours. one of one of the strongest points of the game. But yeah, as a back to, to kind of fill in that, I have 45 hours played in, okay. in okay. the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's um, way more hours than me. I got maybe like... I'm going to briefly open mine up because I, le- I think I left it open for like a, a full day. So my <laughs> Steam guess is wrong because I have 60 hours in Steam and you've played it more than me, Tim. So. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I have done literally every sub-story possible that I've found um, to do. Um, I've done a lot of the optional content and I have no real um aspirations to 100 percent the game because there's so much that you can do but i do want to experience pretty much every you know at, at least dip my toes into everything in the game um but um but yeah any initial kind of thoughts from someone who hasn't played let me like ask yakuza you a, a question as someone who has played yakuza games how does ichiban as a protagonist compared to um Oh God, what's his name? 
Kazuma. Kiryu. Yeah, Kiryu. Yeah. Kiryu, Kazuma. Yep, yep. How does he compare as a as a protagonist to uh to Kazuma? Um, so I, I actually um I, I I was talking to Garrett a little about this because we over the past couple of days we've been kind of like collaborating, I guess, on this game because we both kind of took slightly different paths. Um in what we were working on. So we were kind of just helping each other a bit, but I mentioned that um, when I first started playing this game, I thought that um, Ichiban was kind of, I didn't really think I was going to like him that much as, as a character. Um, and I didn't really think there was any way that he was going to kind of compare to Kiryu. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more I played, the more he really grew on me as a character. Um, I really think he, fits the style of the yakuza universe mm-hmm. um more appropriately than kiryu kiryu is kind of just this like um kind of quiet badass personality who uh i mean it, when interacting in the yakuza world it kind of shows like some some humor in and of that but ichiban seems much more at home in kind of the goofiness of the yakuza universe so um, I, I, I can't straight up say that he's a better character, but I definitely um, appreciated this character a lot, and uh, especially more so than when I first started playing the game. Has, uh, has anyone else played any of the previous Yakuza games? Oh, no. Is, yeah, this is my, okay, so, my first. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that'll be interesting because Tim... Uh, I mean, I guess I'll go into my... Sh- nah, maybe I should save it. I don't know if I should. Um, question. Did anyone hate the game? Did anyone dislike <laughs> the game? No? Okay. Did anyone like me hate the game for like the first 10 hours? Because <laughs> um, I had a very rough start in this game. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I, I pl- started playing Noida or Noida. Um, and I honestly, like, it was funny. I was talking to Tim on Discord, just like casually chatting. And like, I could tell Tim was like, heartbroken because i was just like dude this game sucks like um, i will say um so i'm a little biased i i i heavily 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 lean on gameplay in games um and i kind of dislike cutscenes, and i dislike um like time wasting and the beginning of this game has so many like you're that you're this guy Ichiban. Uh, here's a wall of text. Um, you can walk for six seconds to get to the next cutscene, yeah. which then changes to an unskippable cutscene, uh, so that you can punch a guy twice and then get to the next wall of text cutscene tutorial. This and that. And this game does tutorials for like ten hours straight. Uh, <laughs> I was still getting tutorial stuff uh, well into chapter like eight, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So I will say this is one of the hardest games I've ever fought through in the beginning. Um, I did change my opinion. I do think actually, um, funny enough, um, and I'm not sure how many people have played the um, what I would call the management sim mini game. I think it opens in chapter five or six. Um, uh, slight spoiler alert, but there's a mini game where you kind of run a company um, and it's kind of like gameplay wise what i would call like a cookie clicker kind of a game like you kind of set shit up and let it run and then it makes you money um mixed with like a really strange board meeting investor (laughs) mini game um i know tim was playing it today uh because i was kind of walking you through it a little bit tim Uh, (laughs) and like weirdly enough so that's brutal i will say that's brutal i 100 percented that i don't know why i think it took like six hours um (laughs) 
immediately upon finishing that my entire the game turned and flipped and i loved it i fucking loved it um i i will say that that mini game does give you a ton of money so immediately afterwards you're able to kind of do whatever the hell you want money wise in the game um and suddenly i was like super into it um i would and tell me if you guys disagree i think the game kind of starts when you get to start changing jobs i don't know would you guys disagree with that or like I thought the gameplay was extremely boring before that point. Yeah. You're kind of stuck in your job. You don't really have a lot of skills. Um, you don't even have a full party yet. Um, yeah. I mean, to piggyback off of that, I suppose, um, I started this game by streaming it, and that proved to be incredibly difficult um at first not because i wasn't enjoying it again this, i i had an opposite experience from you garrett um i wasn't really that angry because i feel like everything that was being presented to me story-wise i was just eating it up i love it i love the drama the melodrama and then contrasted with this crazy goofiness it is really frustrating and especially when you're streaming that there's very little gameplay in those first few chapters um so it's just so impossible because it's like okay i i want to stream and commentate but i yeah. can't because i'm trying to pay attention to this pretty heavy intense stuff that's happening with some pretty crucial characters yeah so with massive tutorial things that with are like massive pages. tutorial like, things here, yes and then <laughs> you're reading a lot because not everything's voice acted so a lot of reading out loud or reading in your head so i was just like you know if i'm gonna enjoy this game the way that i know that i can i'm gonna have to play this just on my own time and then that for me is when it really started to get better so yeah. for me it happened around like chapter four or five okay when the um, game really started to get a lot like pick up for me and i think that's also just because of my anecdotal experience and also because i do agree those first chapters can be a bit of a slog if you are someone who wants to get right into it i could yeah. i could tell you that i said it maybe a hundred times i mean literally i could pull up a vod <laughs> and make a compilation of how many times i said when can i do what i want when does the yeah. game open up when does yeah. the game open right. up because you're constantly running through these areas that you're like i want to do this i know i can do that and the game doesn't let you <laughs> yeah. it's pretty like narrow one track minded um gated that stuff first part yeah as well yeah. like things are gated by the amount of money you have the amount of time you have just the chapter like you'll go into a store and you can't buy stuff in the store because like the game hasn't told you that you could buy stuff in the store yet. Yeah. so um i will say uh and i felt bad for tim because i could tell tim was like fuck <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I, I thought garrett would like this one um the beginning of the game is miserable in my opinion it now, is a very very I, slow start i do want to agree with you shannon honestly the story and the characters fucking awesome mm -hmm. like going to jail i love stuff it early like <laughs> amazing um that's so good and it's funny because i was agreeing tim was kind of telling me like oh like uh, the, but the story and the characters and i was like yeah no they're great but like i i hate you know i'd rather like read a wow. book or something the game, about it the um, game stuff was really bothering you that much the thing yeah, is i that's... felt like they gave me enough to bait me 
to yeah. be like, okay, I can, I can. And then you start to notice as you progress through those beginning hours that the battles that you encounter on your way to an objective start to get longer. Mm -hmm. So instead of two punks, you've now got four punks mm -hmm. and you yeah. know, you're, they're starting to play with like these concepts and ideas that you know are going to get thrown at you much later. So it was enough to get me like, okay, I can keep going. Cause I know that I'm going to unlock another thing that I can do. You know, I can't stay stagnant. And, and then once you push past that, again, this is I'm biased in a lot of ways because there are things that frustrate me in games, uh, i.e., long cutscenes that lead into more cutscenes that don't have a lot <laughs> Kingdom of Kingdom Hearts in between. 3. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, I, I Kingdom Hearts is I, I promised Berto I would start playing the series, and I no, haven't. No, it's all <laughs> cutscenes. Um, also, don't play well, now that I, any Metal Gear Solid game. Um, you know what's funny is I played Metal Gear Solid 4. And that was the first one I played without having any idea of the story. And, then, oh my and you were like, and this game sucks. Loving it. Oh, Dude, you... that, that's like my favorite boss fight of all time is that fist fight on the submarine at the end. Um, <laughs> Where you have these two old but, dudes just punching the shit It was so fucking epic. I don't know, what are you going to do? Um, but like, yeah. I, so, you're going to punch him. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> You punch him like a million times too. Um, Just like Ichiban. So I am punch all the here. fools. Uh, I am biased, um, but I, the reason why I want to say I'm biased is because um, getting through that beginning part, the game kind of ends up amazing. Um, and uh, you know, I don't want to steal Tim's thunder here, but Tim, I'm glad this. I told you this earlier today. I'm glad this was a game club game because I probably wouldn't have made it without it being a game club game. So, this is the power of game club. It makes you play games that you hate until you like them. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> um, so yeah. Biases aside and all that, like the beginning is still very interesting just because the story and the characters are unique. Uh, the humor is certainly uh, very different um, and kind of brilliant at points. Um, there's some funny shit uh, that I'll get to in a bit because um, I'll let somebody else talk, but. Um, really interesting how it, it went a game that I couldn't stand playing to something that I'm now uh, 37 hours into um, that I've kind of been playing nonstop. So uh, well I've, chosen. Tim, by the I, way. I think um, the interesting thing about that, I mean, you mentioned like, a, like you, you're glad it's a game club game because you wouldn't have made it through. Um, I do feel like when you are playing a game for game club, this is kind of a, I guess a unique to us experience, but uh you do feel a bit of time pressure where you're like, okay, mm -hmm. well, yeah. we're, we're adults, right? Like we need to like block out our time and I mm -hmm. want to get this game finished. And I know it's X amount of hours long. Um, and so you do feel pressured, like, okay, let me get to this stuff, you know, faster. Like, let me, let me go. Let me this. make sure I hit enough things yeah. to talk about. Yeah. And um, Yakuza is not a game that's conducive to that specifically. I, I do fully understand where you're coming from in terms of like the beginning being a total slog but as somebody who's played some yakuza games and already kind of been through that idea i didn't even notice that per se like it just kind of was yeah. like okay this is a yakuza game like i understand there's going to be a lot of cutscenes, a lot of plot and a lot of like tutorials because the gameplay is really varied <laughs> it's going to ease you in before it opens up but you just kind of have to like like you're you're just riding in the passenger seat for a little bit while yeah. the game like sets the tone and yeah. i understand that while that isn't for everybody and i'm not fully defending it as like this is good game design but um i i just mean like in terms of the best way to experience the game um under that kind of time pressure 
will take away from the experience and could prevent you from you know, turning As, off from the game entirely. Can I mention well, uh, something? Oh, yeah. Because I, I find this, I, I mean, it just kind of came in my brain because I, I find this kind of interesting. We're, we're talking about how this game kind of takes it a little bit to start. Um, but this is the first Yakuza game that utilizes that turn-based mm-hmm. RPG mm-hmm. combat, which is unique to a Yakuza game, but not to the genre, obviously, because JRPGs are kind of like bread and butter is, you know, your turn-based RPG. Mm-hmm. And what I find interesting about other turn-based RPGs that have longer, slower openings, Persona 4, <coughs> Persona <laughs> 4, <coughs> is that it seems to be a common thing amongst turn-based RPGs that it takes a little bit to start so that you get familiar not only with the story because they're presenting the story in a different way it's not like a third person action game where you can just run around and people are still talking to you or whatever you know there's not much interaction during the combat it's usually outside of combat so i find it i think it's an interesting to note that maybe the gameplay also has something to do with you know how the story is presented especially in the beginning I think it has to be a common thing of the genre because that's one thing that's really keeping me from finishing Persona 4 is that that intro is so goddamn slow and there is less that you are able to do. Yakuza has taught me patience. I mean, so Yakuza, maybe you can fucking do anything. You can do you the could, you could stuff. run around. You can you can you can still go into the burger shop and buy some yeah. burgers. Like you can you can still do some things. Persona yeah. Four. It's like nope. Go to bed. Go to school. Go to bed. Go to mm. talk to your sister. Go to bed. Like, it's really rough. I've actually, I've had this conversation, and I'm not sure if it was. It might have been on the podcast, but it might have been my buddy Miz loves old school RPGs. And I've told him, like, it's hard for me to commit to those games because the beginning is so boring. And there's yeah. very few RPGs where it's not because, you know, you have one one guy with two attacks and it's like, OK, so I'm just going to spam the attack button. And you do that until like level 10, <laughs> you know. So I will say I think a lot of this is just bias against the genre for me um, because I'm very much like a Bloodborne guy where I'm like, oh, give me a sword and I'll fucking try to fight this thing that i have no business fighting and overcome it through sheer and you know very little lore the lore i'll figure out later after like 10 hours of youtube videos yeah, it's like um, I'll, I'll pick up great. like these um, esoteric pieces of you know scrap that i find and piece the lore yeah. along the way but it is funny because uh so alan chat viking rage uh he did say it's the first game where he could enjoy the long cut scenes uh where he sort of accepted that he just needs to put the controller down and watch it like he would a movie and again the strength of the game is that that uh, at least initially is the story and the characters so strong if if the story wasn't as good I wouldn't put up with the long cutscenes because I agree. It, it's a game that's slow to start because there is a lot of story that they kind of throw at you early on, but it's engaging and it's a very good story in that you're yeah. like, at least 
again, I know Garrett. That's why I can't say I'm miserable yeah. in those first hours oh. because I was still grinning oh, agreed. from ear to ear. Like I just felt so much joy even just watching those cutscenes because I was I was buying into the fantasy that Sega was selling. I am totally I with like, you on that. Yeah. I and I am a big story over gameplay guy. Like I will put up with some very poor gameplay mechanics if the story is engaging. Whereas I know Garrett is a big gameplay guy and he'll do the opposite if it's like a very, very poor story or if it's like very <laughs> poor mechanics. Like it doesn't matter if it's and a stellar story, he's still going to have something to say. Funny enough, I think I was so miserably downtrodden with the gameplay because like I told Tim, like, dude, I am, uh, I, I was playing on the uh, the subtitles because um, I, I think the japanese is oh, like i think so good, much better good point. Well, everyone everyone yeah, everyone played skills, with japanese um, <laughs> uh japanese voiceover right yeah don't don't use that i warned everyone so i was about to Tim say did warn he did i was um, just about to say like nobody nobody like deviated from the warning right we all did okay good no um which and i will admit i was speed reading through this bad boy because i was just like let me fucking play like i so I think I was too in my own head where I literally didn't know there was a map <laughs> until like chapter six. Um, and I figured it out and I was like, oh, this is how I find side quests. <laughs> like that's how fast I was going through this game just to get to anything remotely mm. gameplay wise. So um, part of that was my own doing. Um, I just wasn't patient enough. So uh, I will say the beginning of the game, the misery was a little bit my own doing. Um, I do have some, issues with the gameplay aside um but tim mm. i want you to tell us like what's some of your favorite stuff in this game because i think a lot of it we were kind of talking about a little bit today um and it's 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 this intro like it's it's so unique having heard it from you and you trying to sell me on the game when i fucking hated it and now i know like i now i know the genius <laughs> i mean without a doubt the best part about the game it's it, it ties in with the story but it's really just the attitude that the game has i mean it, it takes itself very seriously at the right moments but it takes itself not seriously at all like at the other moments like it it's so like it, it's just so impressive to me that a game can make you care so much about these emotional things that are happening to these characters and at the in the same breath just have like the goofiest jokes like and <laughs> just like left turns at at, at every junction like uh I, uh, like, I wish games could be, like, more media just in general could be this, like, you know, serious and goofy at the same time. I, I feel like there's no universe in any game that, that kind of walks the line as well as the Yakuza games do. Um, there's all sorts of little things that do it for me. Like, I, I, I did mention that I, I, I felt that, like, this game was somewhat of a palate cleanser for me after cyberpunk where um, it has that kind of satisfying thing where you can like go around and just complete objectives without really having a main mm -hmm. idea in mind. And it, it's so much more like concise and clean and satisfying to me. Um, There's and... very much like a, a checklist that you is a million yep. miles long that you were constantly filling out in this game, but it doesn't feel like a chore because yeah, and there's all sorts of like varied bits to the gameplay. Like um, obviously there's primary, like m most of the sub stories and 
missions like kind of have a thing it's like go around like find somebody help them out get into a battle mm-hmm. and and you know something goofy <laughs> happens and then that's uh, what happens stories but... can i bring up that which sub <laughs> like, story are you gonna bring up i'm gonna just in general 75 oh, percent yeah. of all of the mini arcs and stories is there's this a uh, guy or a girl who's a tremendous douchebag uh you basically beat them up <laughs> and then like the sad piano music <laughs> and so, you find yeah, out t- like oh they're doing it to save the children it- like I found that so funny. As you were yeah. saying that, I remembered because this is one of the ones that I recently did, maybe like a day or two ago, where you're helping like the homeless guy who builds like a bookshelf or he builds like a little bookcase for that kid, and then he sees it in the garbage, and you're like, "Oh, the kid hates me now," and you find out that it's the dad who throws it in the throws it in the garbage, and you beat the shit out of the dad, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I just have to work all the time." Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You did the bookshelf quest. I did. In chapter five? No, it's like chapter like four or something. Okay, Tim, something's... Me and Tim yeah. are discussing this today. Wait, really? Okay. We so... both did the same thing. Like, I don't, It's not going to make any sense to you if you haven't played the game, but essentially you need to find wood and nails yes. yeah, to yeah. make this bookshelf. Both Garrett and I found wood like immediately, and then I didn't find the nails until like chapter 11. Oh, God. It was like a, a my random group of thugs who had like a nail bat. Yeah. yeah. And then like you and build the bookshelf. Tim, I was yeah. like, why are they like level 12? What is happening? No, no, no. It was like, <laughs> no, no. You, you guys like way like. You, I don't know how we missed that. That's but funny, in any though. case, like um, that is like, no, you can't take this from that bum. And then like you beat the yeah. shit out of this dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. the kids, and the kids and the kids just like, there watching i presumably <laughs> yeah and like and it's like it's like i'm sorry it's just that like with your oh here it comes yeah it's like oh because with your you know it's just me and your mom died so i have to work all the time and then the bum's like hey i worked all the time too and i missed out on my <laughs> yeah. family yeah there's yeah. um there's people that are stealing money from charity <laughs> um and then you just beat them up and then the mu- the piano music starts, and they're like, "You know what? Like, we're so sorry." There's something so funny about it, and it, like, I I almost can't tell if it's intentional. Like, if they're self aware of that, they must be. They have to. Yes, be. Like, they have to be. Throughout. Definitely. I mean, but they... it's done so well that like I almost want to believe that they they aren't aware of it because <laughs> it's the, so humorous to me. The, there's a quest that we were talking about today where you. Uh, like it's i mean it starts out you're just helping out a guy who uh needs to get like baby food but then you find out that he's his baby food was stolen by this group of yakuza who like to dress up as babies as like a sexual dude, fetish dude um <laughs> if i you... if i could remove my camera and show you like on my little whiteboard here on my desk i have uh big baby what the fuck <laughs> did you drink the milk yeah, of course you drank the formula. Of course, then, you, if you didn't drink the formula, you're out of your goddamn yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, like, but but just the moment when you you like it's kind of like after the fight, and there's like a tender moment where the like the woman is explaining to the husband like, <laughs> oh, like you need to respect your wife because she's <laughs> yeah. like, like she she's working so hard and, and the kids she never asked you to work extra hard. And then, like, it cuts to, like, the big Yakuza baby dude. And he's like, us babies are hard to take care of. <laughs> and it's like, 
so oh, ridiculous because the piano music is playing the whole time. It's piano, like, music, dude. It's piano music, absolutely nuts. That initial few notes, like every time, I'm cackling, laughing. Um, not to, like, I don't want to also like, and I know it's a Japanese game. Um, the game does have a lot of casual sexism just thrown in there. I feel like, um, which uh, is is slightly problematic. I would say, um, definitely in like uh. The female characters you get can only be certain uh, classes, which mm-hmm. one is like a BDSM lady in underwear. <laughs> um, that's literally her outfit. Um, but like that big baby quest is like definitely like a like it's early in the game. And I was sort of like, oh, what is like what is happening here? Um, but looking back, like, I don't know, the game like doesn't take itself too seriously. So. Like I now enjoy the big baby quest. At the time, I was sort of like, okay, I, I, like I, I don't know what's going on. Um, and then, like you know, there's like uh, you know, the guy runs like a brothel, and he's yelling at the 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 ladies that work there, treating them like scum. And then, like a minute later, the piano cue comes, and he's like, you know, a lot of these girls actually like need this work to take care of their family, <laughs> and I care deeply about them. And I'm like, that's <laughs> that's insane. You like, definitely did not give off that on the vibe phone. just now. Um, and like, like yeah, like Al's mentioning the one about like a baseball player like hurts another player, and it's this whole storyline to like seek forgiveness. Um, there's a moment that I won't spoil because it's a pretty big um story thing. Um, where I told Tim like when I hit that moment, I literally like wanted to stand up and fucking like salute like the emotional. <laughs> um, you know, it's between two characters, and you're like fuck yeah like you're so excited um yeah so i don't know how the game does it because it's it doesn't take itself seriously but when it does in those moments you're like you're so pumped up yeah um it's 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 a wild game it's it's really interesting to play um as someone who has never played the series before and who initially like couldn't fucking like wait for the game to be over um but that uh, so to to touch on that a little bit I do think there's some flaws in the yeah. combat system. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that. Um, I do think there's a bit of an issue with the difficulty. Um, I, aside from occasionally walking into like a couple enemies that were like 10 levels over me randomly, I never really had trouble with any of the fights, at least so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's. And even fights where like the lady who I had, who was a healer got knocked out in the first turn and I could just like, I didn't even use items. And I still just steamrolled the boss. Um, yeah. In a way, I kind of don't know if the game needs more difficulty because it's kind of fun. Because the way I've been playing is I literally just switch jobs almost at random uh, and have people play classes they don't even belong in, um, which in a way is also buffing. So maybe that's why they're kind of strong. Um, but like you can still kind of steamroll through the game with like a really goofy party that doesn't make any sense. Um, so. I don't want to say it's difficulty, but I do want to say that a lot of the combat boils down to I can slam the attack button and I will I will get through this fine. Um, that being yeah. said, like the the skills are very creative and fun, so I do enjoy um, using them. They uh, are especially if you haven't made a dachi and a musician, um, you should and get him to learn the endless desire skill because <laughs> him singing that song is one of the best things that's ever happened I am to me. Going um, to do that. As soon as the, I made uh, Tim do it today, me. I was like, Tim, yeah. you haven't fucking used that skill. <laughs> it's incredible. Um, 
I, I won't spoil it. I don't think I can I come will. close to the glory that yeah, is. That. I haven't um, there's another, the there's the happy birthday one that Tim told me about. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I and I think Adachi is another. I think he's my favorite character and voice actor. He's like, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> he just hits him with the cake. Like, that's that charm is incredible. I think the yeah. game has a lot of charm to it. I um, haven't got to the point where I can switch jobs just yet, but I will definitely make it a point to uh, to switch his job to have him start singing. But I do. I do like that they have that job aspect because you can, I mean, you get shades of it early on because you could see where sort of like the armories uh, are in, in the map when you're in Yokohama and you jump into each one of these to see, you know, what weapons or armor you can get for your characters. And after immediately seeing how ex- incredibly expensive they are, first of all, you can see it's like, oh, it's only available for these jobs. So you sort of get that immediately where it's like, oh, okay. At some point, I'm going to be able to switch jobs and get different um, get different skills for the jobs. So I do. Uh, I'm looking forward to when I get to that point because even though like we're obviously talking about it now for Game Club, this is a game that I definitely want to see through till the end because it's like it's hooked me to that point where I'm like, no, I need to see how Ichiban's story like plays out to the end. And just. Just get those piano riffs going. Um, <laughs> did uh, everyone run into? Does did everyone end up using the giant vibrator weapon uh, on uh, what's his face? Because it is insanely good. Um, I actually surprisingly good. Uh, like I it, yet, it, it lasts like... for like three quarters of the game, um, which is funny because like I the quest where they recommend that you upgrade. I didn't know what they wanted to do the quest. You have to fully. You have to put something in every slot for the main character. So I was grinding money to literally buy every weapon at that weird, I think it's like a sex shop that you're buying weapons yeah. from. Um, and like, I had all these weapons. I was like, why can't I do this quest? What's <laughs> happening? And I just had to equip like a trinket or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it, it. it is, the beginning's a little rough. I do think the humor's a little tough in the beginning, especially because it's a lot of Japan being like, here's some sexism. Here's a lot of like, you know, like sex shops and stuff and you're like what the fuck is this game but then later on i I think the humor kind of catches uh like takes off a little bit and you start you start understanding it more so um it was uh it was funny to watch um well not like i mean yeah i guess it is um ichiban like you imagine like you think about it he's a 24 year old kid when all this is going down initially he goes to jail for 18 years comes out 42 years old and his world is completely changed. He goes over, he goes back to Kamarocho and he's like, like, I need to go talk to my boss. And like Kamarocho is completely different from what he remembers. Everyone's like walking around with cell phones in their hands when he had like this giant, like Nokia kind of phone and like just watching him sort of come to grips with the world that he left behind in the world that he entered into just like adds to, you know his his character because he is kind of like this big doofy character that you can't help but laugh at and also at the same time be like it is weird because that initial like betrayal of him going to jail for that long like was brutal yeah <laughs> like, 
Um, it, I and think he is so ready to throw it. He was like ready to do it too. Like his boss was like, I need to ask you a favor. And he, he didn't even need to know what the favor was. And he's like, I will do it for you. Whatever it is, boss. Yeah. He's like, I and need then you have like an hour long cutscene of him, like in prison, getting letters <laughs> like from his boss. And so it's like, Oh my God. And also getting another like three years tacked on because he beat the shit out of three guys. And he's like, yeah, you knocked out yeah. all their teeth. Way to go. Ichiban. But oh then they played the piano music and those guys are, you know, saving the homeless or something. I don't know what yeah. they ended up doing, but everybody ends up being a good guy. Um, uh, I'm trying to think it, any, did, does, do we want to touch on like the, the side games at all? I don't know how much people have dabbled in those. Um, I, I guess one of the fucking games, slot but, machines or whatever are fucking DLC. Oh, which is some okay. of the stupidest shit I've ever seen. It really was, pissed me off. Because I was like, I am ready to go. Give me them slots. Give me the pachinko. Let me live that Japanese life. And it's it's DLC. Alan Chad is saying it's apparently free DLC. Oh, all I saw was you don't have the DLC, and I was like, well, I'm not paying for that shit. And I just (laughs) never looked into it. I think I also. I think at one point it's like you have to download this, and I'm like, yeah, no. If I'm buying this game through Steam, why wouldn't it just come already fucking loaded in there if it's free DLC? Yeah. Um, but like, lazy, not like Dragon. De- <laughs> depending on where you are in the story and stuff, like, have you guys played Dragon Card? Have you played the Banning Cages? Have you done? I think Tim said there's a golf. I, I don't know golf. where golf I is. Um, I did not do the batting cages. Um, okay. I did. I did one race of of the 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 cart. I was like, "This is fun," but I got other stuff to do. No, um, I did not do any of the gardening, which I guess is not really a mini game. Yeah, that, um, like I guess it could be if you really wanted I to. Done but yeah, I didn't any touch the of gardening. the mini games, but I I kind I I'm looking forward to it because I am going to dump so much time into that. It's is, you is know there what's a funny karaoke is this game mini game has... in this one. What's that? Sorry. Is there a karaoke mini game in this one? I know in previous years. There is. Then, yes. There yeah. Is. Yeah. I, I did karaoke. I did like each of the initial songs. Oh, like, I'm, I'm going to do the fuck out of all that karaoke. It's it's funny because the game's sort of like, hey, do you want to waste a bunch of time like yes. doing something yes, different? Yes, I do. Uh, and the answer but is almost always yes. <laughs> there's so much stuff you can do. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah like you, there's slots. There's poker. There's shogi. There's yeah. oh, I played yeah. so, I played poker for like three hours straight. Mahjong. What am like... I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? I considered learning how to play mahjong because there's so much mahjong around. I'm like, like. <laughs> I walk into like a, I'm like oh this looks like an area I haven't explored. It's like oh you've walked into a mahjong parlor. Here's a hard table. Here's an easy table, and there's a medium table. I'm like uh, I don't know how to play mahjong. Maybe and I'll learn the it. I tried to learn it from their explanation, and it is not. <laughs> it's <laughs> a complicated game. Like, um, it, it it it's a fun game because I think it it takes something like a Grand Theft Auto formula and kind of reduces it down to this kind of charming little city um i know there are other areas um but like you kind of grow to love the city you kind of get the ins and outs of it mm-hmm. um without having the slog of like having to drive everywhere having to drive 20 minutes to a mission um i didn't realize you could unlock the taxis i i didn't understand the taxis for very long um but once you figure that out like you kind of get around really easy um and i kind of love it i love that it's like a little more self-contained than a bigger scale open world game, uh, especially playing something like cyberpunk recently where, you know, 
you're driving for 20 minutes and then you know you hit a thing you talk to somebody and it's like okay drive another 20 minutes like ugh, like yeah so um but yeah make sure to talk to the taxis to activate them uh i figured out that very late <laughs> Me but even too. running out i learned it. it from garrett <laughs> yeah um but yeah um i don't is there any we, i don't want to like go into story because we're not all in the same place um anyone have any other thoughts on the game do we want to like give it a rating or are we not are we not quite at that point i want to point out the the fact where like when when you get to the point in the story when ichiban pulls out the bat from like the street and it's like Mm -hmm. sort of the stone kind of moment and then you get into a battle immediately afterwards he's like those guys just changed did you not see that and adachi and nanbar like what are you talking about he's like didn't you just see they just totally changed up on us? And they're like, no, dude, maybe it's all in your head. (laughs) And I love how like every moment after that, like the battle switches, you have Ichiban. He has like this like ascot around his neck and he's got his sleeves rolled up and he's got the gloves on. That's such a, like, again, that's just like another charming point in the game to me where it's like uh, the game is, is just, it doesn't need to be serious. And that's when you start, you start fighting guys who are like guys with like, you know, water inflatables that are lubed up called city slickers. <laughs> and they like attack yeah. by like slipping and sliding. One um, of my favorite enemies and that's, is the beer seeker, which I'm assuming beer, is supposed to beer, be like, it's supposed to be like zerker. a play on like the berserker, <laughs> but it's a beer seeker. That was like, I yeah, there's, so there's many so puns. many puns. Um, Love it. And it's so charming because you're beating up like, you know, Japanese businessmen <laughs> like on the street. <laughs> Um, and guys who are like hip hop dancers and like uh, I, I love it. I I I, I think like the charm is, is the strongest part of the game. Absolutely. Um, but you know, again, like weird issues with the combat sometimes. Uh, I hate the AOE system. I hate that. Like you're like, oh, maybe this fire attack will hit these three guys. Yeah. And then Nanba's inhaling, and then those two guys have moved, and it's and like, oh, it's totally like, okay. yeah. I do agree with <laughs> um, that. Where when you when you first use it and it's like oh you can do an aoe of the hack and like you understand that okay i can hit multiple people um but then like you explain just now it's like oh i happened to hit it like a second too late and they moved away and now it's no longer an aoe attack yeah um, also it seems like the miss system uh i was talking about this with tim and tim actually came up with a clever thought on why it's this way but it seems like you miss enemies entirely based on like whether or not the hitbox connects. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the perfect guard system. You really have to time that perfectly have, oh God, the perfect guard for just... it to work. But like, even like if your character like gets stuck on a fence <laughs> and throws a punch, it'll like miss because like yeah, because uh, you're stuck on a fence. Yeah, you can't punch through a fucking motorcycle, or you can't punch through a <laughs> no one fence. Else that weird though, like that's like in the. It's game. annoying at first. <laughs> it's a little bit jarring because the yeah. first time I encountered it, the combat was pretty smooth, even in its animations. And then randomly, he's stuck. You know, he can't get past his stupid bike. But then yeah. I would just start to use that to my advantage because then I would yeah. start to kind of manipulate situations to where i can get enemies to run into objects or like miss more often yeah or get hit by cars exactly the car hits are brutal oh god you're (laughs) running across the street and you're like i could totally make it and a car hits you and it's like minus 100 i'm like like the whole screen shakes and your guy's down for like 10 minutes Um, (laughs) it's it's 
Sorry. I know. I was going to say, I will say that for that whole thing where it's like, oh, you're stuck in a fence and you're trying to throw an attack and you miss, it works both ways um, in that, like, the enemy also misses you. But I also, like, it. it's annoying, but you can tell that the developers put thought into it where, like, if you're trying to attack an enemy that's further away from you and there happens to be an enemy in the way while you're trying to get to him, he'll, like, interrupt your attack by being like, oh, he, like, kicked you while you're trying to attack the enemy so your attack is nullified it's yeah. annoying but i'm like huh it, it it makes you plan out your strategy for future battles if you ever encounter a similar sort of scenario it's it's the kind of thing um where initially i was very annoyed by it because i was like okay like there's no strategy if my aoe's don't hit um which uh, al's kind of saying like the AOE is useless. He almost wishes there was like a little bit of movement control, mm -hmm. but I've actually grown to like it because I kind of think the game's just not taking itself that seriously. So it's yeah. like, yeah, like AOEs are cool, but like maybe it won't happen. Um, funny enough, that does affect like what skills I use because like Nanba's fire breath, for instance, like has a big cutscene and stuff, but like there's a shield bash move that's near instant. So you're like going to hit a bunch of guys. Um, so it's kind of funny because it actually like plays into how good the skills are. But I kind of think the game's just like, yeah, fuck it. We don't really care too much. Like, you're going to get it's, through it. Like, it'll be fun. So just overall, kinda... yeah, the, the battle system in general, it's it's just kind of secondary. Um, as somebody who does play a lot of, you know, turn-based RPGs, I would never say like, oh, Yakuza, like a dragon's got a great combat system. It doesn't. <laughs> it, yeah. it's, uh, it, it's there and it's fulfills the main kind of difference between this and the other yakuza games and that's it gets the, the job the fact done. that you have a, you have a party in this game yeah. you can't do that in the other yakuza games um i will say the combat in the other yakuza games is much more you know intuitive it's a brawler yeah yeah it, it, it's it? much it's... yeah it, it's it, there's all these combo systems there's there's a lot more depth to it and it's a lot more of the meat of those games is is like okay like mastering the combat because you know each like you're, you're it's it's real time but you, you know, the trade-off is you lose the party aspect. You lose, like, you know, your, um, like, all these, you have way fewer characters that you interact with on a regular basis and grow to really get attached to. So um, I, I will say the trade-off to me is fine. Um, you, I, I wouldn't recommend it as strongly as an older Yakuza game for somebody who's more into just gameplay mm -hmm. because, uh those games definitely the combat's uh, uh, more of a, like a stronger point, but um, but yeah, like I said, I, I think the trade off is is worth it because yeah, uh, and in a way, like I, it's funny I started like choosing classes based on the goofiness of their attacks and stuff more so than the <laughs> effectiveness in battle, yeah. Which is why I'm like, yeah, Adachi musician, like get that skill, um, because I just enjoy playing it. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need to be that good for me to enjoy the combat that way. So, um. That, my biggest criticism of the game is probably the fighting uh, and the balance between it, but it's easy to overlook because the game's a lot of fun and the story's awesome. Um, Absolutely. Anyone else have any other thoughts? I know we're we're running pretty long. Nope. <laughs> tomorrow, so. oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm going to lead us out. That's been it. Um, reminder, next game club game is going to be Soma. So check that out for probably Woo! next week's episode, if not the one after. Uh, it's a relatively short game, I think. Mm -hmm. So next week would probably, or two weeks from now, would probably be good. Um, this has been Yakuza Like a Dragon. Excellent choice, Tim. Um, 
We'll have to I revisit it. I feel like once everybody's like completed we, like, it, we should do through, yeah. we should do a spoiler cast just because I feel like I'm down for a there's spoiler a lot cast. to there's a lot to discuss and I feel like there's just not enough time in like a standard episode length because like I'm not gonna lie to you guys I'm a bit tired yeah no from lectures all wait. day you guys are at work so um and I'd love to keep talking about this game because I feel like there's a lot there yeah I'm into it because I like some of the moments I want to talk about are very spoilery uh story moments so um Maybe we could get back into that, certainly. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, this has been episode 68. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check us out where you get podcasts, splitscreencynics.com. We're on youthegamers.com, uh, twitch.tv slash splitscreencynics. Um, I think that's about it. Berto, where can people find you at? Uh, you could find me at I'll be the one and only on uh, Twitch and Instagram. Uh, sorry, uh, Twitter and Instagram um, on Twitch. Um, I'm usually manning the split screen cynics channel. So uh, check me out there. Uh, Shannon, where can people find you at? Your brand, um, brand new member. Sorry. Relatively yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, you can find me at cyber Shannon uh, with two ends at the end um, on Twitter and on Twitch. Super easy. And Tim, play us out. Uh, so I, I've been just kind of like whispering about my YouTube channel wearing the post pace covers. So I'm going to actually post uh, a link in Woo! chat. Damn. Um, I can't send messages. <laughs> so I will post it <laughs> shortly. Um, it looks like I can figure out how to do this. But um I do have plans on, on my next one. Um, it's actually, I know we were mentioning Yacht Club games before. It's going to be a song from Shovel Knight. So, oh, damn. nice. Um, so, What's the name of your channel? Just say it, Tim. I figured it out. I figured it out. Oh, okay. Here. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be it. Go. Thank you so much for listening. There's Tim's YouTube channel right there. Check out his bass covers. Um, you should do some piano. I know you play piano. You should do the piano song for me. Because, uh, <laughs> um, Just you should you should play that. You should do the piano, record it, and then like go punch out a guy and then play it and be like, now like, let's be friends. Beat up your cats and then make up a storyline. We're friends. <laughs> We're friends now. Um, do, 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 do. But yeah, it is getting late. Thank you so much for listening, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, check out Soma Game Club. Probably the next episode. Keep on gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.